In this episode of The Full Nerd, Ryzen Pro, RTX 4060, and PC Gaming Bonanza. Welcome to episode 263 of The Full Nerd. I am your host, Adam Patrick Murray. Uh, here in the studio with me, I've got Willis Lai controlling the verticals and horizontals. Hello, hello, everyone. Good to see you all again. <laughs> uh, glad, glad to have you uh, running the show, Willis. But uh, to my to my right, at least on the TV here, is is two special guests. One of them has uh, been with us before, Brad Shoemaker of Nexlander fame. Brad, glad to be back. Yeah, you. glad, glad to have you here. Uh, and and a new a new friend of the show. Uh, hopefully, we'll we'll definitely have him on. Uh, even more is it Jeff Grubb of Giant Bomb fame. Hello, Jeff Grubb. Howdy. Yeah, I, uh, I'm with you guys usually listening, though. I'm uh, a big fan of the show, so thanks for having me on. Yeah. This is great. Nice, nice. Glad to have you. Um, uh, Jeff, uh, but before we get started, uh, how, how can you tell people a little bit about who you are, what you do over at Giant Bomb, and, and kind of your history? Yeah, I'm I, I, uh, kind of like video game news guy, I guess, is the job. Um I uh, like to uh, talk, uh, you know, I, what I really say usually is I try to stand between gamers and the people who make games and try to explain one to the other, both in both directions. Hmm. Like, hey, this is why gamers are mad and this is why developers don't care that you're mad. Uh, that's usually how it goes. Uh, and, and yeah, do a daily news show over at Giant Bomb and that's uh, been going well. And then, um, you yeah, know, but then just dumb stuff. We do a lot of dumb stuff over there too. We got a, a bunch of shows where we just uh, usually try to hurt each other with video games, playing a bad video game here pretty soon on our show blight club things like that so yeah uh but if if you uh ever heard about like uh, uh mass, mass effect legendary edition leaked uh, that, like that's the kind of stuff i do i like i ruin uh, game announcements for video game companies that's the job oh, actually man. so we have a we have a certified leaker uh on the on exactly the, on the show uh but yep. from the the gaming side uh i like it uh jeff i'm i'm so glad to have you here be long, long time Giant Bomb fan. Lo- love what what you guys are doing over there, and love uh, what you bring to it in the the news. Uh, those news sections are always always nice and tight. Got a lot of in- thanks. D- densely packed information. Not only do you know your stuff, you got you got real good hair, good, really good beard. This is beard thank represented you. on the show. So yeah, we got it happening. Thank yeah. you. Hey, you're looking good too. Hey, thank you, thank you. Um, but yeah, uh, before before we get to the topics, we, we we got some fun stuff to cover today. Uh, I I will say two things. Number one, uh, Gordon is not here. He's on vacation. He said, you know what? It's summertime. It's it's Fourth of July time. I'm getting the hell out of here. I don't want to have to deal with this stupid podcast <laughs> stuff. And I'm like, okay, well, I I guess I guess I gotta fill in again, uh, and hopefully hopefully do somewhat of a good job at it. Um, and then on the the other end of it, um, uh, PC PC World's own Brad Charkis. Uh, unfortunately, uh, I think it was last week, his uh, apartment burnt down. Uh, so yeah, he had an apartment fire. He is safe. He and his family are safe. Uh, nothing happened to them, but they, they did essentially lose everything in the fire, uh, either because of the fire or because of the trying to put out the fire. Uh, he has shared some, some pictures of some GPUs that are just caked in, uh, in, in the wreckage. Uh, we we were, he had made a joke. He's in good spirits. He, he made a joke about sending him over for, so we could test like, Hey, does this GPU still work after being through a fire? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, unfortunately he, he's, he's dealing with that. So he's probably going to be out of pocket for a while. Cause guess what? He's got stuff to deal with, hmm. uh, like putting his life back together. Um, yep, yep. so we, we, we definitely wish the best for Brad. If, if you do feel like, uh, you, you want to help contribute to Brad being able to, 
to kind of get back on his feet and, and find a place and re- replace all of his belongings. We do have a, uh, a link in the chat to a GoFundMe for him and his family. No, uh, no, no obligation to, to donate to it, but uh, always appreciated. And also uh, it is in the description. If you're, you're watching or listening to this later, mm-hmm. you can check the description there. There's a link to it uh, there. So hopefully, hopefully Brad gets, uh, gets, gets back settled and, and can join us again and talk about stupid stuff like uh yeah like, like pc hardware so mm-hmm. uh, adam can't say it but i'll say it you have to go give him money you have to <laughs> right go, now go give him money go give him money Thank for you. sure uh he uh, and, yeah if uh brad, yeah brad's listening you know we, we love you we miss you brad uh yeah just um yeah yeah i i, I, I do it like i do love brad brad's fantastic oh, brad's awesome. uh, you, yeah. yes just uh i i it's one of the, one of the reasons I also do the show is I want to hear like uh, an adult talk about PC hardware. Uh, no shade to like all the YouTubers who I love. I watch their stuff too. I come to this show because it's like adults talking about PC hardware. And I really find that very attractive and you guys kill it. Brad's a huge part of that. So just, uh, yeah, just want to support you guys as much as possible. And uh, yeah, shout out to Brad and hope he's doing all right. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. And yes, I, when 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 I reached out to you to be on the show, I was like, hey, listen, we've we've talked about having you come on before. Thank you for filling in while while Brad and Gordon are out. But we will definitely have you on again when uh, when Brad's here because uh, he'll, he'll love that. Appreciate it. So. Anyway, so yeah, with that, let's get to some topics. We we, we got a couple topics that we can kind of kind of rush through here. The the main one is uh is kind of gaming, but we'd have a couple a couple quick things that if I didn't hit, I feel like Gordon would like message me on Slack immediately and be like, "Why didn't you talk about this?" <laughs> and we go like, "Sorry, man, I don't know." Okay, so the the first one is uh, AMD announces the Ryzen Pro Ryzen seven thousand or no Ryzen Pro seven thousand series. So uh, this is a series of uh, laptop. GPUs and desktop GPUs. There's three desktop uh, SKUs specifically, uh, topping out at 12 cores. Uh, part of the Pro series. So uh, I know Brad Shoemaker. You said you, you looked e- earlier and you were like, "Wait, hold on. My my 7950X 3D is already out of date." I mean, uh, you, when, you, when you hear the word Pro, you assume it's a step up from the thing that doesn't say Pro on it. And I, I was not familiar, to be fair, with the Pro line previously from them. I guess, that, is that a thing they did with Zen 3 as well? I yeah, think? yeah, yeah. Okay, so, so yeah, I, did, I didn't know that. But the, when, as soon as I saw the phrase Ryzen Pro, I was like, God, it's only been two months. How is this possible? But, <laughs> well, I, um, I, I definitely think that, I mean, we can kind of blame some of that on Apple, right? They just throw every, Pro on everything. And they're just like, okay, well, the yeah. Pro one's got to be better. Uh, but no, this this is actually for professional use. This is more for uh, <laughs> that's weird, like, like, like an actual uh, literal use of the like, word pro. For yeah, yeah like, strange. Like, like businesses, uh, small small medium SMBs, uh, you know, professional workstations, things like that. Uh, it, it kind of, uh, I mean, it, nothing nothing huge out of this, other than the the pro series always has enhancements to security. Uh, you know, hardware built uh, into the CPU itself, remote management features, things like that. But the the one that I think we can talk about uh, quickly, I mean, you, you can go read the details uh, over over other sites. I actually don't think we covered it on PC World because it was a little too niche. But um, the the they're rolling out more of the AI, dedica- dedicated AI cores into CPUs. Now, I, I saw a little bit of chatter. They didn't they didn't. Uh, specify specifically if the desktop versions are going to have AI cores or not. Uh, it, I, I, I didn't get the briefing uh, that that's not my lane, so uh, I, I wasn't there to ask that question. But it seemed like there was a, a little bit of confusion whether it was coming to all the the Pro Series CPUs or if it was just the the mobile ones. Uh, but I will say that uh, Gordon did get a uh, 7840U based 
uh uh what was it it's a razor blade 14 uh, right so it, it's got it's got the that that first uh ryzen ai dedicated core we we did a video which which we'll put up uh on the youtube probably probably saturday of kind of just uh trying out that dedicated ai core but i think the larger question is ai what what is it good for uh and also yeah. also how how would you use it uh jeff on 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 your system yeah, I, I like I, my my thought would be not with an AI core on the CPU. But maybe I'm wrong. I I thought most of that stuff would just be more efficient running like running it as a GPU process. But uh, uh I don't know if, if this thing is is made to, to work with AI applications and AI applications are, are going to take advantage of it. That that's great. It's but it's uh, I don't know if it's in any world uh, is something that I would choose a laptop because it had an AI core. That's probably not going to be the way I'm I'm picking my. Uh, my, my, my PC parts or anything like that. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm like wondering who this is for. I'm sure there are people out there, but it's not for me. Brad, do you, would you, I do you, you get a little bit more, uh, into the, the esoteric end of, uh, a little into the weeds. Yes. I'm over there. <laughs> so, um, so, you know, uh, I, are, are you looking at, Ooh, wow. I can't wait to get an AI core in my CPU. Probably not on the AMD side for a couple of reasons. I mean, first of all, how deep into their efforts at machine learning acceleration are they at this point? Like, uh, is this, did you, did you say that that review sample that Gordon has is like their first stab at this or did I misunderstand? I'm sorry. The, 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 yeah. This is their first CPU that has okay. a dedicated AI processor. I, I can't remember what, what they called it, but this is essentially from their Xilinx acquisition. And so right. they, they, okay. they have, okay. have that embedded uh, little chip in there that, that helps accelerate stuff. I, I mean, uh, from what I understand, once again, this is this is more Gordon stuff, but from the talks that, that we've talked about in the, the video we did, uh, they are definitely trying to find use cases for it. Uh, I think a lot of times it, it comes between, do you want to do this locally or do you want to do this in the cloud? Right, right. Yeah, right. I, had, I, had, I had forgotten that they bought Xilinx, what was that, like five years ago no, or something like that? I, or was it been longer than uh, yeah, that? No, I, I think it was even even shorter than that. Or recently than yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, because my, my gut reaction was like NVIDIA's got a, what, 10 to 15 year head start on them with this stuff. It's going to be hard to catch up in the in the desktop space anytime soon. Yeah, um, yeah. But with was Xilinx on board, I mean, once they, obviously they've been around doing stuff like that longer, so... It, it's, it um, seems like a very specific use case of uh, you need to be doing an AI task. You want to do it locally for whatever reason, and you want to do it in a way that maybe you are on the road and you are not going to plug into power. So power efficiency really super matters to you. Uh, and there, therefore, having a dedicated, efficient AI uh, core on the chip is going to make sense in that case. I, uh, again, it, just, it feels like very I mean, it feels like they made this acquisition. They have to do something. You have to start somewhere. I, I guess starting here makes some sense. Well, and I mean, honestly, they they it, it is at least a, a little feather in their cap. They they beat Intel to it. I mean, I, mean, I think we we don't know exactly what's going to come with me, Meteor Lake, but the there is rumblings of uh, obviously more chiplet would, design and things like that. Would Intel put this into their version of the Pro? What do they have? Is like the the V? What do they have? That's oh, their v Pro, Pro stuff. Yeah, yeah, no, V Pro is that? Would that be it? Uh, I no? I don't think so. I mean, one could argue AVX five twelve support is also an acceleration. I don't know. Uh, okay, is that, is that's that right. AI? Uh, yeah, no, I I don't know. I, yeah, um, we we do have a a good interview with uh, that Gordon did with Doctor Ian Cutris, Tech Tech Potato. They they talk a little bit about AI over there because he got the briefing at the that AMD thing that happened a couple weeks ago. Uh, real quick, uh, Devonish, uh, thank you. The acquisition was in uh, announced in October of 2020, 
and then okay. they it, it finished like a, a year later so yeah so they're they're just they're just not are not a lot of off the shelf like consumer applications for this yet it's like the, like the one the one machine learning driven thing i've done recently in any kind of professional capacity i think i mentioned this when we talked about my build is is mm-hmm. whisper the open ai transcription oh yeah service, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The speech-to-text thing kind Which of run, be run an inter- it, it works pretty well like you run an interview through it like text comes out it's pretty accurate um even setting something like that up is still in windows like you either need to install python in windows or you need to set it up in windows subsystem for linux like you've got to install the right packages you've got to like it's it's not as easy as just downloading an installer and running a gui thing necessarily so like i it's it's a little bit car before the horse, I feel like, if I don't... Yeah, and, and there are so many cloud thing. applications like already yeah, set up yeah, to do that stuff, right? Like, yeah, I, yeah. I, I use uh, Alphonic to edit a lot of our podcasts because it's just, like, one button. And it's like, oh, if you want to, like, connect this to the Google real quick and it's super cheap, we will transcribe it as we're doing it. So, like, oh, okay, I'll just yeah. I'll just do that. And it's, uh, it's built right in. All you got to do is just uh, connect your account. It's all happening in the cloud. And that's Exactly. It's so, you know, turnkey that, for me, that's almost always going to be the right solution. Right. Yeah, well, it, it does seem like most of the consumer-facing stuff is going to run remotely. Well, the uh, the the one thing we showed off in the video, I'll spoil the video a little bit, was uh, because of this this Ryzen AI processor, they they worked with Microsoft to integrate. Um, it's called Microsoft Studio Effects. So using the camera, you can do the 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 gaze detection or whatever that thing where it kind of tries to track your eyes to always look at the camera. Uh, background blur, and then God, there was one other thing. I can't remember what that third thing was uh, that you could enable in there. So in, in the video, we did we did a, a Zoom session and we we compared the background blur in Zoom uh, to the the one in Microsoft Studio Effects with the Ryzen AI, and then also uh, the uh, the broadcast Nvidia broadcast uh, quality. And obviously, the quality broadcast just wins hands down. But when you looked at Power Draw, which which we did, uh, it used like almost three times more power. To, yeah. to fire up that GPU to do it. Obviously, this is something that's a little bit more on the, the laptop side because if you're on a desktop, like, eh, mm-hmm. for the most part, whatever. Right, again, <laughs> that goes back to that 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 narrow use case, but I, I'm sure there are people in there that are like, yes, I do travel and I do demos and uh, I'm not going to always find an outlet. And yeah, I, I, for them, I'm happy for them. But it, this, uh, this also does just seem like AMD doing the thing that these chip makers do. We're here first. Here's the press release. Uh, congratulations to us. Like, let's pat ourselves on the back. Here's the checkered flag. Yeah, definitely, definitely the thing that shareholders are going to be mad if you are not pursuing at the moment. Exactly. Um, I'm curious. Do you know? I mean, if, are you aware of any? Yep. Yeah. Are you are you of any aware of any Microsoft efforts to standardize around stuff like this? Because like, if every CPU is going to start shipping with stuff like this, and obviously graphics cards have it already, like. All the NVIDIA stuff that's out there right now runs on NVIDIA specific libraries, but eventually we're going to need some kind of like DirectX, like Direct AI style Windows API that yeah, you they, can run on, right? I don't know if that. They have like Direct ML, right? But that's oh, going to okay. be, okay. yeah. Well, what it, that, yeah. And I know, Where's that at, though? I don't know. I know that there was an AI thing. I, I just, oh, Copilot. Uh, I know that th- this isn't the, the same exact thing because I, I don't think it's actually hardware accelerated yet. But uh, Microsoft Copilot is kind of their their big push into like AI assistance and and things like that. So I mean, obviously they want more AI in Windows. To I don't know, you know, they killed Cortana, so I guess they gotta bring back AI in a different way. I'm, I'm I don't know for sure. I, I, Mark Hockman over on the website has definitely covered the the Copilot stuff before, but yeah. So I I mean I I guess that's the thing. Like, is is there anything 
w- whether it's CPU or GPU based locally, is there anything you could think of? I mean, I guess gaming, uh, technically, things like DLSS and NFSR is AI. I, I guess your definition of AI, but like, uh, we're already I, I kind of that. using. We're already kind yeah, of Yeah, I mean, I want more of that stuff. Side. I think that stuff should be everywhere. It should be... Uh, it is weird when games uh, at this point get announced. They don't have at least one of the three major, uh, uh, you know, image imagery construction stuff built in. Uh, and I want more that frame generation should be like definitely supported across the board going forward here pretty soon. Uh, I want the consoles to get there. Consoles should have this stuff. Like I think the Switch too should be completely built around these things so that it's just it's standard in every game. So we can take huge advantage huge advantages of it. Um, we'll see if we get there though. Do you? I mean, obviously AMD is just wholeheartedly embedded in in consoles i mean except for the switch do you do you think the next iteration of of whatever consoles is going to have uh ai hardware based in it yeah i do i think that the i think that um for one thing we see that that it works backwards from like what shareholders want i think this is what's happening with the switch too is uh nvidia is kind of building stuff based on like what it what it can do, what it needs. And it's like presenting these options to Nintendo, like, Hey, we can do this. We could do that. You should just have this be in whatever's coming up for the switch too. Uh, because they are working on these things. This is what they will offer to the console manufacturers. And that will find its way. They will generate use cases that make a lot of sense for developers because it, it's something that they want to invest in. And one of the ways that you can guarantee you get a lot of support and a lot of, uh, a lot of money for it is put them in the consoles. So, yeah, I think so. Nice. All right. Uh, well, yeah. So that that's AI. Uh, Ryzen Pro seven thousand. I actually don't. Uh, I don't know if Gordon's ever looked at a Pro series. Uh, so uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not quite sure if we'll we'll do anything like that. But once again, th- this is not for your general consumer. It's got it's got more uh, business minded features in there, and all yeah. of the desktop parts are locked to sixty five watts because reli- oh, wow. reliability is like a, a a key thing on this one. Sure, so, right, sure, that right. makes sense. Yeah, I also shout out to their product naming on this because calling something seventy nine forty five when your sixteen core part is a seventy nine fifty. And this is only 12. Like I saw that and I was like, oh, it's like a slightly cut down 16 core one. You're like, you, okay, nope. you got the, the 7900X, the uh-huh. 7945 Pro, there's no X. Right. Same and then the 7900, no, 7950X, and then yeah. the 7950X 3D. 3D. I mean, yes. The whole, the whole history of PC hardware marketing and naming is. Absurd, oh, they don't care. Yeah. But, uh, come on. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. They don't care. I'll say it, it is nice that. Um, we they did the AI core and AI came along because in another world we're getting like the metaverse core and the NFT core and it's like oh thank God we got past all that stuff and we just got the AI core instead. Oh my God, Jeff, why at least did you even yeah, at least that's real. That. At least an AI core is a, sounds real to me. Like, so at least there are potential applications. Exactly, <laughs> at least there's something there. Yeah, and you can store all of your hot cryptos on this core on your <laughs> exactly. CPU. Oh, uh-huh. yeah. Oh. And honestly, I mean, last thing I'll say like AMD's efforts in the space seem like they're really worth watching because it feels like these current consoles a really bad accident of timing because they both were locked into stone right before both ML and ray tracing became like big focuses in graphics. And so here we are now with these fixed platforms that kind of missed the boat on both of those things for the next, what, five more years or something. Yeah. Well, so, well maybe that signals a, a, a reason to have a, a mid cycle refresh. I tell you what, Starfield at 30 frames per second also signals that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, we'll I don't love the idea, but, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. We, we move on from, from Ryzen Pro. Uh, the R- NVIDIA's GeForce RTX 4060 
uh, at least the the embargoes went up today. Obviously, PC World does not have a review. Uh, Brad has been busy with other things, so uh, don't go yell at him uh, for not re- reviewing the GPU. Uh, but others have. Uh, I I didn't review it either. Keith uh, didn't didn't get our hands on it. So I'm working off the same information that that everyone else is, and the consensus seems to be not good for the most part. And but it's not as bad as a 4060 Ti, I guess. Right. Uh, so that that seems to be the the crowning achievement of the worst of the worst for the the GeForce. But yeah, I, I think TLDR. Uh, yes, it it does offer more performance than the 3060 in some applications. Um, and yes, you do get a DLSS three and frame generation, which Nvidia definitely wants wants you to push. So I guess that's a positive. And it is yes, more power efficient. If, if you're worried about that. Uh, but for the most part, if you compare it to other other graphics cards to uh, to spend your money on, I think it's $330 with the MSRP uh, on it. And there's no there's no Founders Edition. It's just uh, all third-party AIB um, versions. Uh, it, at least what I got from it was the 6700 XT continues to be one of the best values of a GPU right now. <laughs> Uh, if if you have if you have around three hundred dollars to spend, uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, the uh, TLDR the it's got the same problems with the the memory bus width uh, being being uh, just like the forty sixty Ti. Uh, yes, it has more cache, but that doesn't overcome having also less VRAM. Uh, so at at three hundred dollars or three thirty, whatever whatever it is, I mean it's it's not it's not bad. It's just, this is not exciting. Yeah, that's what I mean, it is with with Nvidia. You know, a lot of these companies, but especially Nvidia, where it's like it is, it rubber bands back and forth from being like so worried about everything AMD is doing, and we got to just trounce it with this next thing, and then it rubber bands all the way back to we're the market leader. We don't have to do too much. We're just trying to take our profits. Like we, we push the price, keep pushing the prices up every generation. We've done that. Now it's like kind of take our victory lap and just cash those checks. And it definitely feels like we're in that generation right now. Well, I was, I was going to say like, what is $330 in this new era of NVIDIA price is <laughs> like three thirty the new 200 or something. feels like under, it. Yeah. Under the, Hey, graphics cards are just going to cost more now. Cause I'm sure, I'm sure they would tell you that's a very good value. Yeah, I mean, we have started to see the prices adjust a bit. I know, I think I saw that the 4060 Ti has, uh, at least for right now, is adjusted down like $30. Uh, so, you know. And, yeah, and- these, these, these things aren't selling, right? That's the one of the other like secret headlines here is that they... Uh, GPU sales have really dropped heavily in the last year. There, there, there has uh, definitely been reports of it. Uh, I know we talked about it on the show, I think last week, uh, John Petty put out some numbers, uh, not only about sales, I think it was like, at the all-time ten-year lowest point in in desktop GPU sales, but also the the market share has actually increased on the Nvidia side in the past uh, couple of years as well. Even though everyone was like, right. I mean, all the reviewers are like, hey, these AMD cards offer you the best bang for your buck. People are still that, going bra- out there that brand playing. momentum when yeah. everyone was just like, I need a PC. It was they were going in their discords and saying what I should get, and, and it's like Nvidia, and they recognized the name and they just went for it. I, I really think it's a huge part of it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, and something we always talk about too is 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 the low end is the low end just going to be seeded to APUs? Like, are are we to the point where it's like, hey, you know what? If uh, I mean, obviously they haven't released uh, like a, a Ryzen seven thousand series APU or anything like that, but you know we see it in like the the ROG Ally, the the Z one exactly right. That, that's it's kind fair. of the big push. I mean, yeah. like that. 
I mean, I can, I'm playing 1080p. Like, I, I think I have the, it, it's like, it's like the basic preset or something on, on Call of Duty Modern Warfare with FSR set to, to quality or something like that. And I'm getting like 90 frames a second at 1080p. Yep. And I'm just We're there like, with, with APUs. We're there. Uh, that's the, and that is going to be, I think it's seated APUs. And I think it's, it's going to just be overtaken by the handheld gaming PCs. And I think that's actually exciting and very cool. And I'm, uh, I think there will be a lot of competition in that space here pretty soon. So yeah, yeah that's good. You, you, you have a Steam Deck, right, Grub? Yeah, I have a Steam Deck, and I, and I really like it. They keep asking if they could send me a ROG Ally. Excuse so me. Republic, uh, <laughs> you, would you like to join the Republic of Gamers? Yes, I would like to join the Republic of Gamers. And I'm like, ah, I don't want the hassle of having to send it back. I might just buy one. But uh, I really, really like my Steam Deck a ton. And uh, I think it's the way to play. You know, It's one of my favorite gaming PCs. Like, if you want to call something a gaming PC, I think that's this is one of the best ways to experience that. Um and I, I think that for most people, uh, having something that is handheld is going to be way more enticing. And that's going to sell a lot of APUs. And I think that's where a lot of the effort's going to go. I mean, in laptops, I mean, obviously, if you oh, look of course, at the yeah. Steam hardware survey, laptop gaming is still uh, a major factor in that. So even mm-hmm, though we, yeah, we've got our, our, our nice desktop rigs, uh, the low end. Yeah, I mean, it, it's still pretty early days for these sorts of embedded handheld PCs also. Seems like there's oh, probably yeah. still a decent amount of headroom there for some pretty big performance gains over time. Yep. Um, on that front. I mean, I, I'm surprised because uh, plugging into the when when I'm plugged into the wall, the the ROG Ally will will turbo boost up to like 45 watts for a period of time, and I'm just like, wow, this thing. Yeah. That that's crazy. Uh, for for a handheld device. Uh, yeah, for, and it's it's like not that much bigger than a switch. It's pretty nuts. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Well, so uh, Jeff, actually, I, I should ask this at the top of the show. I actually don't know what's uh, what is your personal rig. Uh, uh, yeah, I well, we just got new ones over at work, so I got a a forty ninety in here and a, a thirteen nine hundred k. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and it's very good. It's a very good PC. Very happy with it. Um, was I we, we I was rocking a thirty eighty Ti right before that, so it's not like I was slouching or anything like that. But work got us new PCs, so very happy with that. Well, there you go. Nice. All right. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, forty sixty. I don't know. I, I, I think ov- overall, right. The the idea, like you said, kind of Jeff, is that the the GPU space is is a little weird, where Nvidia is just the clear cut winner, and they're kind of uh, coming in and just being like, hey, this this is this is what we have. Here here's the stack we have. We think it makes sense to us. We think you should. Be excited about the 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 frame generation. Look at a, look at all this awesome technology we give you, which which they do. Um, but also at the same time, if 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 you're put, lo- looking at, at best bang for your buck, you know some of those other options, and even including Intel to a certain degree. Uh, oh those yeah, options are, are are on the table. You know we always say vote vote with our wallets. That's that's kind of the best way to to do it. Or <clears throat> so yeah, either people are not buying it. Um, or people are, are, are hopefully maybe going to buy into AMD or Intel, and and Nvidia can kind of be like, oh, okay, interesting. This this is this is what we should we should hopefully be focusing on. Right, and then yeah. and then it's like if it really if they do slip this this with this generation, if the forty sixty doesn't catch on, they they they'll respond. They always do. Uh, you know the it's never going to be the response of the 1080 Ti that everyone just like fell in love with because they actually were afraid of AMD. They won't make that mistake again of putting out something that literally is twice as powerful as anything else. 
for a really good price, but they'll, they will mimic that uh, in the future if they have to, if they like got to put their foot down. And it's like, it, I think um, that is maybe the most frustrating thing about NVIDIA is, you know, they leave a lot of power off the table because they are just trying to maximize profits and it's like visible. It doesn't feel like, Oh, this is the best they can do. This is the best that they're going to do for this price. And the price keeps going up. Yeah. I mean, I, I pulled the steam hardware survey for May. Yeah. Here. I was wondering. The top 11 cards are NVIDIA. You mm-hmm. get to number 12 before you see AMD. And also of those top 11, only one of them is above a 50 or 60 card. There's mm-hmm. one that's the 3070. 30, yeah. Everything else is a 50 or 60. So like they're, they're a long way off from having to worry about under-delivering in that segment well, right now. I mean, it's almost kind of like what Jeff was saying earlier. Like, like... All the all the YouTubers are are you know definitely angry. A lot of the reviewers are are like I was looking at um, our friend Jared Walton over at, at Tom's Hardware. His review he, he gave a what a that's a three and a half out of five. Um, you know like it's the, these cards aren't particularly reviewing well. It seems like the sales are are in a all time low. But does that even matter to Nvidia? I don't know. I mean like like is is like a lot of people are like, oh, they they're they're gonna forget about gamers. I don't think they're gonna forget about gamers. I nah. just think I actually don't know if they need to move. I, yeah, I, I they'll know. they'll move if they do need to move, they will. And in the meantime, they will keep ha- happily selling massive cards that are worth you know ten times what we pay for cards to businesses and uh, making a lot of profit from those. So, yeah, uh, this, you know, the desktop space, consumer space that they uh, have dominated for a long time, they don't want to see that. They're, they're not going to give that up, uh, but it's it. they will regularly put it on the back burner. And it feels like that's where we are right now. We're on NVIDIA's back burner. Jeff, have you seen this trickle down into to any any friends or family you know that are like, hey, you know what, I, I want to get a gaming PC, but man, these GPU prices are are nuts i mean obviously the the pandemic kind of wrecked a lot of that too but yeah it's uh it's definitely something like when the pandemic was ongoing and everyone was at uh, at home and they were looking to build uh they were like i just gotta pull the trigger here i just i'm just gonna have to do it and it's like yeah i don't i mean listen go maybe play in the cloud go do that in the meantime if if you want to if you're just playing games but if you are uh looking for a home pc for a variety of other tasks uh yeah you kind of have to pay the premium right now that's that's things and then since then, it's mostly dried up. People did buy buy their machines, and no one's looking to upgrade anymore. So it, it, that's that's actually the reality. I think that's what's really the biggest factor in terms of these cards not selling. It's just everyone did just upgrade, and now these companies are going to be in a situation where, in a couple of years, they will have to come up with some new buzzword that gets people wanting to upgrade. Uh, it wasn't really ray tracing. Ray tracing was the last one that they re- really tried, and that never really worked out for them. Uh, and there's not a lot of stuff left that like obvious stuff left on the table. I think that's why like stuff like AI, maybe if they can figure out a way to get that working with GPUs, maybe they could do something with that. But uh, we've been mostly good on graphics since like 2016, the R, uh, the RX uh, like 480, uh, 470. And then ever since it's okay, that does 1080, 60, just fine for almost any game that's coming out and, and almost any game that's coming out for the next five years. And then we'll upgrade those slightly here and there, but you're not going to need much more than that for 1080. And most people still are playing on 1080. And even when they have higher res monitors, they're fine with t- turning it down to 1080. So if they, if they need to. So it's like these companies are really uh, in a back to a corner of having to find the next big thing that's going to sell these, these devices. And there's just no obvious thing to go to because ray tracing was not it. Uh, and we, we've actually been seeing that on the laptop side too, where so many people bought laptops during the pandemic that sales are, are starting to to slow down. And it's just like, yep. 
like okay you know like either i don't know if that will impact maybe product cycles probably not because the companies continue <laughs> need to continue to bring out new products in the market but it's almost like hey you know what just take a break for a minute we're all good <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I, I didn't get a chance to follow up on this but i saw the headlines going around this morning that nvidia has confirmed the whatever successor the next generation the 50 series is not coming out until 2025 at this point which what, what are they typically on like a two-year cycle is that right yeah was, like two years it felt like it extended right. uh, during the pandemic to like two and a half three years right almost maybe i'm wrong uh did, did they actually confirm that uh but that's what i'm seeing i, I oh you're, you're right according to the roadmap uh they talked about the at the yeah the hopper event okay yeah yeah, no, it's usually a two-year cycle with some sort of maybe refresh. You know, the, there was a super there for a little bit, but then TIs right. usually roll out and kind of fill in the the space. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's it's a weird spot. It's a weird spot. Um, so yeah, forty sixty, go out and buy it or don't. I don't know. Yeah, you know, <laughs> like I guess you know, I I don't, I actually don't know. I can't say if Brad's ever going to get around to to reviewing it. I'm I'm sure he. He would want to, but I, I just don't know what that's going to look like for him. He he actually needs to to rebuild his uh his testing rig and his home rig. So we're 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 thinking about doing a like a live build and uh and sending him one. So that'd be kind of fun. Cool. But yeah, hopefully hopefully we'll 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 get some more hard numbers from Brad and he can come and tell us uh, his thoughts on it. Uh, in the meantime, I want to hear uh Jeff and Brad's thoughts on PC gaming. All right, specifically. <laughs> uh we're we're going to we're going to switch over to to PC gaming the, there there was kind of an influx uh in, in inflection point recently uh summer games fest happened uh Brad Brad you did not attend Nextlander did not attend but uh Grub you and the 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 giant bomb folks did did show up but was was it a good time was it worth Yeah we time? had a we had a good time it was great it was um you could tell everyone was ready to kind of get back and hang out. And the way that it's set up is very much people kept describing it like a college campus. And uh, I think that's probably, that's pretty accurate of, you know, you're just walking from one appointment to the next and there is one, you know, one or two common walkways and you're going to bump into a bunch of people, you know, and that stuff was fun. And it was great to uh, sit down and play a game. Like I, I'll sit down and play remnant to uh, really, really, really enjoyed that game. It's, it's really coming together. It's very nice. Unreal Engine 5. It looks fantastic. Uh, but it's like, you know, to talk to people like, oh, yeah, like, hey, we've been, we've been following your stuff. It's like, okay, oh, yeah, you're the, the PR person. I've emailed you a million times. It's like, this is the first time I've had a chance to do that in years, really. I mean, there's been some small opportunities here or there. This was the biggest one so far. So it felt like a really good thing for uh, um, the people who make the industry go round to get together and see each other and feel good about all the work they've been doing. And I like that. And then the games are are really just kind of, I think they're really hitting it right now. Uh, Mortal Kombat 1 was so much fun. I really, really loved playing that. And I'm playing the stress test now, but playing it there was great. Um, and then, yeah, it's 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 been, it was pretty good. There's not like a, a million games there. This is definitely not an E3 replacement. It is a Judges Week, term, like Mutated, which people aren't aware. Uh, Jeff mm-hmm. Keighley would throw the pre-E3 Judges Week a few weeks before E3, where you invite out select guests to come out and play a handful of games. And then those people would be jurors on a, uh, you know, best of E3 sort of thing that Jeff mm-hmm. Keighley would, would uh, organize. Uh, this is still just that, but now much bigger. Uh, and, but it also it, the, the implication there is that it's going to get a certain kind of game and it's still getting mostly those kinds of games. And there's tons of indies there. And there's a lot of, uh, a lot of PR firms uh, working with their studios that are a little bit smaller, bringing them in. 
Uh, it felt like a good use of our time. It felt like a good use of the developer's time. So overall, I felt pretty good about it. Hmm. Okay. Uh, and what, what was the representation of the PC like? The the demo units, the people showing stuff off, was was it running on PCs, consoles? Yeah, almost everything's running on PCs. Yeah, that's, that's how these things usually go. It's... Uh, you know, there's a handful, of, like there's some stuff on Switch. Usually like people want to show that it's running on Switch, but if it's not, if it's not that, then it's it's on, on PC. I played uh, uh, Prince of Persia, uh, that new 2D platformer, which is fantastic as well. That was just running on PC. And Remnant 2 obviously was on, on PC. Um, like Mortal Kombat was also on PC. So yeah, I, I played uh, Blue Protocol from Amazon Games, uh, like their anime stuff. Like, yeah, that's on PC too. Uh, it was, it, it's everywhere. And it's just, it, it felt, it feels like for this stuff, it's like the default, uh, which is why maybe it's weird that it doesn't feel that way when these games actually launch. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of what what I want to get into that we've, we've talked about this a lot recently. So I'm, I know I'm, I'm retreading old ground, at least for this podcast, but ports, uh, 2023, I think when we look back, will, will be known as like, man, what the hell happened with a lot of these PC ports? So, Jeff, I, I would love to hear your your unique take on what the hell is going on with these bad 2023 ports. Uh, is, is this just devs being lazy? Uh, is, is it the <laughs> fact that NVIDIA took all of our VRAM away from us? Uh, what, what the hell is it? Yeah, I, I mean, I think it really comes down to, uh, and I'm sure this is something you all have mentioned before, but just the the dearth of talent out there. There's only so many senior developers that actually stick around and work on these games for a long period of time. And uh, you need to use their time as, as wisely as you can. And a lot of times that means getting the key version of the game up and running and then finding some way to duct tape the other ports together in some way. And the ones that the one that's going to get sort of um, the shaft there is the PC. I, the PC is, is a huge market, uh, but typically big games still sell better on console. Uh, this, they still, they sell a lot on PC. That's why they come out. They, they do the effort to put them out on PC, but it's not like there is a, a lot of these st- like support studios sitting around waiting for someone to call them up to port a game over to PC. They are, they are booked solid. They are working on a million things. They are being pulled in a thousand different directions. Um, this is why so many uh, support studios are getting acquired by so many different, some of these big companies. Like you hear about this every month or so. Uh, another support studio in Mexico getting acquired a bunch in, in Eastern Europe and, and things like that. And that's these companies realizing they got to just bring the stuff in house because they need to have control over that. Cause otherwise they're going to be in the back of a queue. And, uh, and even when they do get like support from these studios, those studios are going to need to work with the, the, the key development team. This is what happened with um, that last of us port where, you know, Naughty Dog was still doing most of the work there, even though they brought in iron galaxy to help there. Iron galaxy can only do so much. Naughty Dog still had to do the bulk of that. And they just had, I'm sure they had no one around capable of the providing that sort of stuff. Cause they are working on a million different things as well. So um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a challenge. Uh, I, I think it's stuff that will get ironed out here, uh, uh, but then we'll, it, it, it will be a cycle just like it always has been where, uh, Oh, PC ports have gotten way better. That, that I think that's where we were a couple of years back. Yeah. And then this year it's really bad again. And I just think that is um, uh, allocation of resources coming out of the pandemic and the PC getting a little bit of the shaft. Well, can, can you describe to, to maybe those folks who don't know when you, when you say key platform, how is the key platform saying a console different than what you're developing it on you're developing it on a pc you're using it on a pc how is that not just well, the you, default you develop on a pc to a to an extent but you are developing if you're developing on pc you're still almost doing it with 100 in mind of playstation 5 
PlayStation 5 is the lead platform for almost all these games. So yeah, yeah, they are a lot of times starting on PC, but as they are doing any refinements, any optimization, all that stuff's happening on PS5 first. Any sort of uh, effects that like, okay, what, what what can we do to make our game stand out? They are thinking about what the PS5 is providing first. And um, then they work backwards from there. And that is, uh, and they usually they work backwards from there and they go to Xbox next because Xbox is still going to probably be the second highest selling platform for them. Um, PC is not going to be too far behind Xbox in terms of just raw sales. Uh, but but still, like the console is the one that's going to get a, or a little bit more attention because typically that con- that consumer spends a little bit more money and they want to shore that stuff up. Um, it you would think like okay, but I mean it, these the, all these systems are so alike these days. They sh- it should be pretty simple. It, I mean, it's all AMD. It mu- yes, it's all AMD. Exactly, it's all it just, just AMD. Works. Right, yeah, it just, I, should just be a button, the port button, but it's not that simple. I, yeah, I, I feel like a little bit of a misunderstanding has arisen since consoles went to x86, you know, because yeah. like the PS5 does not run Windows, like it uses its own graphics libraries yep. that have nothing to do with DirectX, right? Like the, the work that is done on the software end is a hundred, completely different than what the PC port is going to get. So, I mean, you know, maybe not at a higher level, but like down down at the lower level down on the middle yeah yeah it's absolutely. very it's very different work so so it's it's not it's not like hey you do all the work on the ps5 and then it just comes right over uh all right well i, I feel like we're not getting angry enough who brad who should we get angry at <laughs> um business people always like uh, that's kind of actually the, the thing people. i wanted to say when i'm listening to this is like i just don't understand well I do understand because anger is not rational. It's just a knee-jerk reaction at whoever you think is on the front line and did did you wrong but like i just continues to frustrate me watching developers take all of the shit every time a bad pardon me like 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 seeing all the ire directed at developers every time a bad pc port ships is just kind of frustrating because it's business people who decide how many people worked on that port and how long they got to work on it and x y and z they decided when it had to ship even knowing what state it was in like like the whole lazy game developers thing. It's like nobody nobody gets into game development to slack off. Like that's not, everybody that's works an, hard. That's an oxymoron. A, it's not possible to slack off in that line of work. B, nobody wants to ship bad work because it's bad for their careers, if nothing else, right? Um, when you let say, alone their pride. When you say the the business people, are you, are you referring to pub- publishers? What, who's, yeah, I mean, who's who whatever people. Generally, I generally publishers. I mean, if it's in house development, I guess it's a slightly different thing. But it's you know, it's it's whoever is at the top setting budgets, setting release schedules dictating whether a delay is allowed or not that kind of thing hmm. so so we should be mad at them yes yeah i'm always mad at them i'm I, it's uh i just like for me it's like it's hard to get mad because it's like this uh this is a symptom of like of capitalism and what can we do about that it's like this thing i can continue to shake my fist at but it's uh that everyone's just trying to do as little as possible while charging as much as possible and that's just the way the system is supposed to work so it's like am I, whenever I get mad, I want to find myself getting mad about that stuff. It's like, what, what who's going to do anything to stop this? I, I don't know what this anger is completely wasted here. It's yeah. just me working myself into a shoot about it. Yeah, I get what you're saying. I mean, like, you know, just just even in the narrow development context, though, like every developer you will ever talk to who has shipped a game, you know, a bad or broken game, especially, but any game, like the last phase of development is just a desperate process of triage, yeah. right? It's just... You know, we know what's wrong with this game. We know how much time we've got left. We need to decide what we can fix and what is going to become known shippable and they, throughout the door. And they're still just like, at that point, like we're talking about like, oh, performance and running well on PC. In those last weeks, they are still trying to make the game fun. 
Like that is still a huge part. Like games uh, get that final pass for, 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 for performance, all that stuff. It also gets a lot of final passes of like, okay, let's now actually connect these things. Cause we know we're not going to break it one last time. And this is going to be the thing that actually, is it going to be fun? Well, we, we have to actually figure that out. You see that in a lot of game documentaries, you could watch uh, God, the God of war one from 2018 specifically. It's like, whoa, this thing just actually wasn't fun until the last month. Huh, and yeah, for, okay, oh, that's crazy. I don't, I don't know how many developers I've talked to who have said like, yeah, it basically doesn't start feeling like a game until the last 10% of development. Wow. Yep. Wait, so the, so somebody has to find the, the fun code and insert it in the rest uh -huh. of it. It's, a, like... it's a new core that AMD is providing for its, oh, uh, its, its CPUs, the yeah. fun core. Forget the AI core. We need the fun yeah, core. No, that's, that's, you just offload all the work to the, to the, to the fun core. Uh -huh. <laughs> it needs, needs more blast processing. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> we got a, a, a $1.99 super chat from Sid Lifts. Thank you so much. Sid. We need to channel the Gordon rant. <laughs> we don't have any Gordon rants. I was like, Gordon, Gordon's not here. We can, we can talk about it's a rare talent. I mean, yeah. we can do our best. Yeah. Yeah, what, what's, what was Gordon's position on the original Star Trek movie? I can't remember. Oh, that, my God. Uh, he hates it. He, he yeah. hates it? Okay. Yeah, he hates the original Star Trek. He hates uh, the original Alien movie. He's like, why does anyone want to watch this? Alien? Oh, you haven't heard about this? Yeah, there's yeah. a long, oh, yeah. long debate between Alien and Aliens. You don't want him to get started. Yeah, on, yeah. On, on he's, he's, he's like, hey, who would want to look at, like, you know, long shots of, of a drippy, dark hallways? That's that's how he sums up Alien. Yeah, I know. I'm like, yeah, I think, Brad, Brad go. you're in the Alien camp too, right? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. I love Aliens too. I mean, yeah, Aliens awesome. is yeah. a fine film. Yeah. 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 It's not Alien. Yeah, but... it's not Alien. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> um uh back to to video games uh so uh okay ports so uh, taking this taking this to to the next step oh oh i'm sorry okay i'm all over the place uh i remember i did read a, an article man i totally forgot to to link out to it it was a good article somebody w was talking about hey listen back in the day on the pc you were you were lucky to get a port and then after a while you were lucky that man you you got a port like a year after the fact now we're, the expectation is the PC port comes day and date. So the expectation has actually started to catch up. Do you, do you think that's a good expectation to have? Or or is it, I mean, because Sony is actually still in that spot where Sony's like, hey, you know what? For It's business reasons, but mostly, yeah, hey, you know what? It's we, a strategy. Yeah, it's a strategy. But hey, you know what? The PC players, they get it, they get it a, a year later, usually. I mean, I think it's a fair expectation because we are not even the ones setting it. Uh, I, I, we, we just talked to Phil Spencer on the, on the couch for, for, uh, for Summer Game Fest, and he just like, we are treating PC gaming as its own market. Like that is, it's a market that we want to treat just like any other market. And so that's why we're going to keep putting our games out day and date on, on PC. And it's uh, which he said it was one of the fastest, or it was the fastest and, growing for Xbox Game Pass. So. And for Game Pass, it's the fastest growing. And I, I, I still like wonder is like, is that because it's you know, it's it's much easier to grow on there because there's fewer because you already have more on console. But but whatever the reason, it's like uh, they are acting like it's a very important market to them. They see a, a lot of potential for growth. It is um, then you you have to wonder then why isn't PC getting more love for these ports? It's it it doesn't make a lot of sense. Uh, and I think unless you maybe put into context that the PC player is maybe a little bit more used to the abuse of, uh, uh, hey, sometimes these games are broken and sometimes the drivers are broken and you've you've been through this before. You've done this rodeo. A lot of times you were waiting a year to get these games. So what what, what does it matter if you have to wait six months for a, a patch that actually makes this game playable on your platform? Uh, I, I think there's a lot of that stuff. And I don't think a lot of that stuff is is explicit or 
even like at the front of mind, but it's like, oh, well, you know, the PC player has a higher tolerance for these things. So let's just put it out and some people will buy it and some people will return it. But in the end, we can always, you know, cyberpunk it or, or, uh, or rainbow six siege it. And in the end, the, the, those gamers will come around. Cause I, I do think on the PC games to, do tend to have longer legs, uh, uh, a, very standout PC game will be something that people still talk about as, as like, that's the, the go-to PC game and it could be five, six years old. And I think that's somewhat run console, but I think consoles a little bit more like, what have you done for me lately? And PC is a little bit more about, let me go sift through this library. Um, mm-hmm. Still, these games are going to cost less later. So they want to have good games coming out right at the gate, but they are n- not willing to actually put the money down required to, to, to get that the, to be a reality. Brad, Brad, what do you think? Do you, you think this is a healthy expectation that the industry is set to get you know, a day and date? I was, I was thinking about like some recent Sony examples because it's tempting to say like, well, you know, maybe if you give the PC port an extra year, they actually have time to get it where it needs to be. But then Horizon Zero Dawn, Last of Us Part 1, like Sony even shipping PC ports way after the console equivalent does yeah. not have a great track record of getting them there. Um, it, I mean... PC clearly is a first-class platform these days. Like, even I don't have numbers in front of me, but even anecdotally, just looking around on on the internet, you know, like, look at how many people are out there kind of fetishizing their hardware, you know? Like, I, if you told me 20 years ago that, like, people from across the, the spectrum in the industry were going to be excited about posting photos of their new rig on social media, you know what I mean? Like... <laughs> Coming from the beige box era of computers, if you had said, hey, 20, 20 years from now, people are going to treat this the, your PC as this like object of affection that they want to make look really nice and show off to other people, I would have been like, what are you talking about? Like, I mean, this whole YouTube <laughs> channels are just like, like right. PC porn. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, like, like people are super, like it's a beloved platform for a lot of reasons, you know? So like, for, like from that perspective, yeah. Well, like, and Envy yeah, too, right? I mean, a lot of, uh, or at least Gordon says uh, his kids who that are high school age, uh, that, that the kids are like, oh man, I want to get into to PC gaming because that's, that's where it's at. I don't got the money yet, but that's, that's the one I want. Uh, yeah, it still has prestige to it. You're right. Yeah, that's, right. Uh, and that's uh, definitely going to move the needle for a lot of people. I also think, I mean, the Steam Deck, right? I mean, I, I at least the, the podcasts I listen to, a lot of people who were traditional console gamers are like, wow, the Steam Deck thing looks interesting. I, I mean, because it was on the spectrum of PC to console. It, sure, it's a PC in my mind, but it is a more consoleized experience and easy to kind yes, of get up and running for somebody who has never had a PC before. So I I, f- well, I I feel like there's definitely some inroads there. I, I think that's where we really are at, like you know, with with PC hardware and PC gaming, is that it's um, it, it's maybe the power is not going to grow. I mean, the power obviously is growing on the top end. The power is it's so much more powerful than the last generation, all that stuff. But uh, but when it comes back to the the the, C, the GPUs that people actually buy, it is like pretty much still an uh, you know an RX four eighty. Like yeah, the, the, they're a little bit more powerful, but we're doing ten eighty p sixty gaming, and it's like okay, so that's going to be where we're at for. We've been there for a long time. We're going to be there for a couple more years at least. Where are the other avenues that we can grow? And it's like well, let's do new things with the same stuff. And it's like oh, that I think that has led us to okay, well these things are getting more efficient because yeah, we're just doing ten eighty p sixty but they're more powerful, but we're just trying to do 108060. So we're actually getting a ton of power savings here. What does that enable us to do? Well, yeah, better gaming laptops and we're doing stuff like that. But these handheld gaming PCs really are this new frontier of how can we find new audiences there? I I think that's where the actual growth comes from. Uh, Well, switching the gears, you had mentioned Starfield a little bit earlier. Uh, There, 
is a couple things to talk about on that. Uh, first up, the the requirements for at least on the the PC side are, are pretty damn steep. Uh, but then also on the console side, they talked about hey, it's gonna be it's gonna be a, a, a locked. They say locked thirty, or they're aiming for thirty, or locked thirty, locked Lock 30. thirty across okay. both Xboxes. And and it was almost implying like, hey, they could have tried to push sixty, but it's better just to lock it at thirty, right? The the, that... the word the word from from Todd Howard was, hey, it runs better than thirty most of the time. Like it hits sixty sometimes, but we can't guarantee the stability hmm. of the experience to the point that we need to cap it pretty low to guarantee it's gonna it's not gonna be fluctuating. Which you yep. know, if the, with the game as variable as that, you know, with as many different things on as many different scales as can happen in their games, uh, that's not super surprising. Yeah, and the Series S running at 1440, 30 frames per second, it's like clear that they have they have some overhead there, but it must be about that fluctuation. So do you do you think do you think they're they're running into another situation like like Cyberpunk where it's like oh man th- this is this is going to come real hot out of the gate. They delayed it a year, uh, and it seems like they delayed it a year specifically to make sure that doesn't happen. Uh, obviously, they also delayed it a year to to fix up some of the fun stuff, make it more fun. Uh, you can see that in the comparisons from last year's uh, gameplay demonstration to this year's, where it just looks much better, in my opinion. Um, I, I do not think this game is going to come in hot. I do not think that means much for a Bethesda game, though. Bethesda games take a long time for them to... So, and they never really get to a place where, where a lot of games are, where it's like there is no point of compromise here. Uh, the, they have so much going on inside them that they're always going to have some point where they're going to fall apart. Uh, and I like that. I think this game is going to probably be, as as Matt Booty said, where it's like, the, oh, we, I see the bug count. It's lower than if we ship today, it'll be lower than any Bethesda game that I ever shipped. I bet that's mostly going to be true. I bet that people are still going to discover all kinds of ways that that game can break, though. Yeah, you- I, I, I agree with both of those. Um I mean, I, I think people forget how rapidly they used to ship these games. Like it was two years from Oblivion to Fallout 3. It was three years from Fallout 3 to Skyrim. Four <laughs> years from there to Fallout 4. It's been eight years since then. Like this is like double the length they have ever taken to make one of these games. Before. Well, they did have so, Fallout 76. Too. Yeah, that was a different team. I know yeah, they tried to pass it off as Bethesda yeah. Game Studios. It was mostly a different yeah, yeah. team. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think I think main BGS did help with that some, but they obviously they, they were, you know, yeah, they it wasn't mainly been on on this. I think since Fallout Four is my That's assumption. Right. So like they have they've had a very long time on this one. Have, have so we I, seen? I, I feel pretty confident. Have we seen any indications that the PC port specifically is going to come out uh, rougher than the the console port? Well, we just haven't, they haven't really shown that, have they? Yeah, uh, right. I mean, that, that's that's the thing is that like, there has been a lot of talk about the console port. Hey, it's locked to 30. They're showing it off at trailers and things like that. But the I, PC port. I think port, if people want to have, so, you know, there's always the puddle news, right? Where, oh, Spider-Man changes its puddles and we're all going to freak out because we have so much anxiety about these games coming out. We want them to be so good. And we imagine all the ways that it's going to go wrong yeah. because that's what humans do. Uh and if, if we want to feed into that a little bit, which I, hey, I'm happy to do, I think re, if we like try to read the tea leaves of, okay, this thing apparently is going to just have AMD tech uh, for its image upscaling. Uh, why, why wouldn't NVIDIA be in there? Why wouldn't even Intel's XESS? I don't know how, what the shorthand is for that, but uh, uh, why aren't those in there as well? They should be. Um, it, it might just come down to, well, that takes time. And I said, well, they've had a lot of time. Why isn't it in there? Uh, that is the kind of stuff that does happen at the last minute. Like that is what happens with those things. But still, 
Uh, maybe that does read as they they are still working on a ton of other stuff and aren't going to have the resources to, de- to dedicate to uh, implementing uh, DLSS. And if that's the case, maybe I would be a little bit worried. Um, this game's going to have so much mod support, though. It's going to be, even if it is completely broken at launch on PC, um, I would not be surprised if a week later, and this is not to excuse Bethesda, don't buy the game, ask for a refund, pirate it. I don't care. That's not, it's not my money. Uh, but, but I think that the mod community is going to get it up and running pretty fine, pretty quickly. Uh, well, I, I want to come back to the deal assessing specifically, cause I, I think it's a, a separate thing, but, uh, what, what about the indication of, of actual upscaling tech on the console side of the, of the has anybody mentioned about like, Hey, you know what? It's actually running at this and, and being um, upscaled. Digital Foundry did some pixel counts on the E3, E3, summer, the summer game fest. What are we calling it? The, the stream uh, they E3. did E3. of that E3. game. <laughs> uh, Digital Foundry did some pixel counts, and I, I wish I remembered off the top of my head. Like it was significantly lower than 4K, as you would expect actual uh, internal rendering resolution. But um, I don't know what the state of reconstruction is on consoles. Yeah, these I mean, days. so Breath, uh, Tears of the Kingdom uses FSR 1.0. Uh, a handful of Switch games use FSR 1.0. They don't have, it seems like the Switch might not have enough to do 2.0 um, or 2.1, wherever FSR is these days. Um, and so it's like, if it's if it's happened on Switch, it's definitely happening uh, elsewhere. I've seen the option for FSR on a couple of games on, on Xbox before. Hmm. Uh, I know that they, Xbox is trying to implement that into its game development kit. Uh, so that's just there for developers to implement much more simply. I don't know if that is something that a lot of developers are taking advantage of. Uh, they should be. They, I think that's a game that would really benefit from it. Um, but but we'll see. Well, uh, okay, then now coming back to the potential outrage of the week. Outrage pony of the outrage pony of the week. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, um, anyway, the so yeah, the, there was kind of a kerfluffle. Uh, there was talk about Starfield. I don't know if it started with Starfield. Oh, I think it did because they, they, they announced that Starfield is going to have only FSR support uh, and it is a, a, a AMD, sp- not sponsored game. What, what's the wording? Like a co-marketing? Like a co-marketing situation. Yeah, I, I, right. I don't, think, I don't think they've confirmed that it's FSR only. I think that was the speculation. Right, yeah. Right. That's I, the puddle I, news. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that, that's, that, that's where a lot of people are, are kind of being like, uh, we actually had a, you know, I'll, I'll bring it up over on Discord. Uh, this is a was in our, our question, question and answer uh, topic, but uh, I could talk about it here. Uh, Racer Pros, a uh, friend of the show, said uh, perhaps uh, we can have someone on from AMD and ask them why they keep ruining PC ports and locking out easy upscaling features that everyone can enjoy. Uh, number one, easy upscaling features. Uh, define easy, uh, because I, I think it, it does definitely take a lot of effort to put upscaling into a game correct yeah, yeah. i think so as far as i understand I mean, it's not it is not a switch even if it's like oh built into the gdk for an xbox it's not a switch that you just flip it is it does require hands-on and, and it requires you know some experience or people who are willing to go out and learn and yeah. uh you kind of have to get like you have to get a baseline with this, this stuff anyhow of like just getting the game running and that's where their focus is going to be it, it does take work, and I mean, this isn't rel- relevant here. My understanding is, uh, at least with stuff like Unity and Unreal, like very common engines, it has it has gotten dramatically easier than it used to be, though, in oh, terms yeah. of off-the-shelf plugins that are, you know, again, still take work to integrate, but not nearly as much as in the past. But obviously, 
Bethesda is still on their own tech here, so that's not as relevant. Well, and and also at least a a lot of the times that DLSS is implemented in in kind of something that that Nvidia likes to push, Nvidia will put money behind that, and uh, w whether that means actual people, uh, whether that means you know marketing or or like hey how how do we help get DLSS in a game? It's not uh, you know I, I I don't have any hardcore evidence of this, but it it it's not just oh, hey, this developer was like, you know what, I want to use DLSS, let's, let's just uh, enable it. I'm, I'm sure there are some examples of that, but the, the key marquee ones feel like, hey, you know what, this is a huge game, we should have DLSS in it, let's help you help you uh, do that. I mean, a good example is Cyberpunk. Uh, at GDC, NVIDIA spokespeople were there with the Cyberpunk devs to say, hey, listen, right. we, we work together, we had a team specific for for frame generation and and all these new features uh, the overdrive mode things like that so yeah uh, and it's and it's not, not to say that like um it's like some huge ask to get dls in there, dls in there but uh it isn't enough of an issue where it's it is the kind of thing where like okay we can do it we we could probably get it done in a, a little bit of time but then that does have implications for every other aspect of the game we want to make sure it's going to play nice and things are going to look nice and they're going to just play it safe a lot of times and be like well let's not dedicate resources to that because that would have a, a cascading effect a little bit of us uh, having to spend more time on these other things. Well, and then the, so the, the other end of the, the, the talk people are having is like, okay, well, it's only going to have FS, FSR and it's an AMD co-branded thing. That means that they, they, it's an exclusive deal. You can't put DLSS, even, even if Bethesda wanted to, they couldn't have put DLSS. Do, do we, do we know that for sure? That, that, that's where I feel like the rumor mill kind of broke down yesterday because a bunch of people were out with torches and pitchforks immediately saying like they all AMD branded games only have FSR. And then a bunch of other people showed up saying like, no, here are five games they co-marketed in the last year that shipped with DLSS. So yeah, that, 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 that's where I'm not hundred percent sure that's it's, it's kind of fuzzy. I'm, I'm with you. I, I'm, I'm, I, it sounds like the kind of thing that doesn't happen. It sounds like the kind of thing that's very easy to talk yourself into uh, believing because so many AMD uh, co-sponsored, co-marketed games are FSR only. But that's just, that comes back to that is the easiest thing for them to implement. And then they didn't do a little bit of extra work. The path of least resistance is going to be the biggest factor for so many of these things. Uh, people doing... Again, like doing as little as possible for, you know, as much as possible. Like that's kind of how this works a lot of times because that's the way these businesses are supposed to operate. So it, it's just, uh, it, it's seen one thing and taking it to be mean that there must be some motivating factor behind the scenes. And really that motivation is not AMD money. That motivating factor is time and, and money from your developer and from your publisher. Which I, so, so that, that would be the impl implication then if, if you're saying that AMD said, Hey, you know what, we're, we're going to co co-sponsor this or, or, uh, market it. Don't know why I keep mixing those, those up. Um, then, then AMD is paying Bethesda money to say, Hey, don't, don't put DLSS in here because we, we want to push that as our tech. Uh, I, I can't think at least in, in my time, and maybe this is something I can talk to Gordon and Brad when, when, when they're back is has that ever been the case have we ever seen examples where amd's like you know what this this is an fsr thing we're only going to put this in here and this is going to be the, the marquee thing i i i can't think of anything um i i i wouldn't be surprised if something like that was something that nvidia did for dlss early on when it was really pushing dlss and fsr came around but uh even that i don't think is actually happening i, I don't think either of these companies are 
uh, trying to box out the other one in this particular space. I think they are happy to bring on as many games as possible and add them to a list. And that's where they see the value blocking boxing out the other one probably doesn't bring them much value. Well, and I actually appreciate when games have all of them. Like uh, that's the best case scenario. Like, like Call of Duty has like, hey, do you want FSR one or FSR two point one? You like yep. you can have both. Like like XCSS <laughs> DLSS. I love, I love my my old my old games. Uh, you know, older uh, Hitman three. I uh, like just slowly added all of them over time, and I'm like, this is fantastic. This is great. I'm gonna go with DLSS, but I'm glad that all of them are here. Yeah, yeah. So I. Yeah. I, I feel like that's more of the trend to be like, hey, you know what? You can have whatever whatever flavor you want to to run on your hardware. Uh, hopefully, hopefully, I mean, I, but I think that's the trend uh, at least. Yeah, Sorry. I mean, every every deal is different, and you know, Microsoft has got infinite money, and Bethesda's got enormous amounts of cachet. Like, it's pretty. I, I think it's probably safe to say they are not going to enter into an arrangement that they think is disadvantageous for their game. You know. Yeah, like if, if if they want to ship the LSS on day one, they're going to do it, right? Like, well, I, I guess that that's that's the other side of it too. Is why would Nvidia not want to be in there? To like so so Nvidia was like, hey, you know what? We're not going to help them with DLSS. Uh, that may, maybe AMD blocked them out from that way. Like maybe like what? Why would Nvidia not want to be in Starfield? I, no, I, I think it comes down to Bethesda's like getting those calls from nvidia and just be like guys we are so busy we have this have you seen how big this game is did you watch our our gameplay reveal at that e3 this thing is bigger than anything we've ever done before we got a million other fish to fry we just can't be worried about helping you market dlss i think it's that simple um we do have a question from uh, brian robinson why won't amd come out and just say that they gave us a shady response uh i think they're re referring to I, I believe it was a an article on uh, video cards. I don't have it in front of me. Uh, I, Gordon has some more information about this. I, I'm I'm going to leave him to to kind of answer some of that stuff. But I know that that uh, I it it wasn't it wasn't a a come out and and flat out respond to it. It wasn't a, a denial. Uh, I I think I think you have a good point. We we should uh, or I'm sorry the the original question uh, Racer Pros. We we should definitely get an AMD representative on. Uh, like I mean we've we've had them on the show plenty of times before. Frank Azor, uh, you know uh, Robert, uh, you know and anybody wants to come on and, and chat about this stuff. I'm I'm sure they they'd be more than happy to. Um, because I I think this this should get cleared up one way or the other. Um just at least for transparency and understanding uh I, I i don't think it's anything that they're necessarily trying to be shady about yeah but you know. I, that the game d uh, is going to be the situation where the a spokesperson come out and speaking to this stuff is it going to be like yeah i mean uh, we'll speak in vague terms because nothing is ever black and white for these companies and they never want to speak in absolutes and uh they can have I mean, we're seeing the, the, the Xbox, uh, the Activision FTC thing right now, like all of these things they've said publicly being used against them. And, and now they have to speak on, uh, uh, on the record and under oath and, and speak against stuff they've said before. And it's like, yeah, they don't want to put themselves in that position. So vagaries are kind of the default terminology for these companies. I think. Right. Well, OK, then hypothetical situation what what if we're wrong what if amd says comes out and says hey you know what actually yes we did pay money to sure. make this exclusive uh that starfield only features fsr how how mad should we get that sucks that's not great honestly yeah i i don't um i always 
I always view this back through the lens of like when Epic Games was paying to keep a lot of stuff off Steam. They still are. And uh, people were getting very mad about that. And I was like, I'm not very mad, but I think it's the wrong strategy. You want to be like building things up. You want to be like providing new things instead of taking something that's about to come out and spending money to stop it from going everywhere. Uh, This feels like that, or if that's what's happening here. This feels like a company using money to stop something good from happening for other people just to make your stuff look better. And most people, I think, can actually see through that, Uh, at least the people who are paying attention. And they're often the ones that set the trends and set the tone of the conversation. And if and, you know, and that's a very big thing in PC hardware, you're going to be you're going to get a lot of inflammatory YouTube thumbnails about this stuff. And I think these companies are pretty savvy to that, which is why I don't think that's what's happening. But if it is. Well, they're playing with fire that they probably will get burned by that. Yeah, I mean, if 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 we were at parity or relative parity between these techniques, it would be one thing, but we're definitely not, right? Like, I don't no. think anybody's mm-hmm. going to go out there and argue that FSR is is up to the level of DLSS yet. It's, so like, it's it, good enough in a lot of situations. It's not as good as DLSS. Yeah, right? I mean, it, you know, and it, even with with three and frame generation stuff, it's straight up lacking features that the competition yep. has. You know, so like in in that situation, like it's hard to accept some kind of forced exclusivity because there is a better option that could have been on the table that you have paid to exclude. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. I, I if that's a big, if, 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 yeah, if, if that's the case, I, like, I think, I, th- I think another thing somebody brought up, uh, was, uh, had, it gave me a thought. What if, what if, what if I'm just keep going this, down this hypothetical that they did pay for exclusivity and the big thing they want to push and the reason why they're not talking about it right now is because FSR 3 uh, or FSR 3.0 with frame generation will be Starfield's big push. So they say, hey, you know what? We did pay money to have Starfield be FSR exclusive because we want this to be the huge launching pad for FSR 3.0 with our version of the frame gen. And, and they, that, that could be a reason why they don't talk about it right now possible yeah i mean that seems like putting a lot of pressure on your bleeding edge product launch of your brand new next generation tech but yeah Yeah. (laughs) i agree yeah um yeah because i mean there's definitely been people like like hey wait we're we've been waiting on more details of fsr 3.0 they've they've talked about actually they came on on the show here and and talked about it uh to a certain degree uh so it, it is something that they're working on so yeah do we have any idea of like the timeline on that no, I, okay. I I swear as a part of the maelstrom of headlines around this whole thing that I saw FSR three was not going to be ready in time for this, but I'm not. Yeah, and the, right. It feels like something they would have already been talking about if that was uh, in a, like a much realer way, if that was the case. So uh, I, I don't know. I, I'm wondering what the future is of, of FSR. I, NVIDIA employs more software engineers than than just about anybody else on the planet uh, in a lot of ways. Uh, AMD is going to have a hard time catching up uh, for that stuff. So the fact that AMD is kind of um, as close as it is, which, which again, it's it's you know, DLSS is better. But the idea that AMD is as close as as, as it is without having that uh, amount of resources thrown at it uh, is is pretty surprising. I think it's Nvidia will keep looking for ways to exploit its advantages that make that difference look very uh, much bigger, and it's going to be hard for AMD to catch up. I think yeah, even no. with that three yeah, that's another place where NVIDIA's hardware advantage also manifests, you know, like we were talking about earlier, like they just have got more hardware for this type of acceleration and have for what, the better part of a decade now. Yeah, bespoke and, hardware, yeah. And, yeah. And, you know, the consoles don't have that machine learning stuff by any measure. So 
until the mm-hmm. Switch 2, which is going to be all Tensor Cores oh, all the way down. Wow. Breaking here on the, on the no, podcast. Please, please do not write headlines. <laughs> Um, we, you know, and, and I guess the, the last part of it is, are people even caring about, I, I know there definitely was kerfluffle. I definitely saw people try to hop in their outrage pony and, and ride off. Uh, but we, we got a, a five pound super chat from front of the show. Bory zero. Thank you so much. Said, uh, I hate fake frames and fake resolutions. Starfield, uh, brings me joy. Starfield and fallout bring me joy. Sell good performance GPUs at a fair price rather than selling BS. Uh, I, I mean, there's other people in the chat who are like, "Hey, you know what? I, I don't use up upscaling anyway." So I, I I can I can always respect somebody who takes the maximalist position. Yeah, <laughs> like, I'm not I'm not quite there. Like, I'm definitely not there on resolution upscaling and, and reconstruction. But I don't know that I love frame generation to be honest. The little bit that I've used it, like there's a little bit. I, I haven't I have not tried it in more than a couple of games, but there is a little bit of a swimminess to some of the control. Well, that I mean, I don't it's, love. it's only in a couple of games. So. <laughs> fair, fair. Uh, I, I've mainly tried it in um, Cyberpunk's path racing mode, and mouse movement just does not feel as precise. There's something a little slippery about it that I don't love. So I I, I get it. I get yeah. I, purist I, approach. Yeah, I think for frame generation is going to be one where. Uh, They'll dial that in over time. It'll get better. But I do not blame anyone for being suspicious of that. Uh, anything that's introducing latency, that's something we're all very sensitive to. So, uh, and I know it's not a lot of latency, but it's enough that it's, uh, you, you, you can at least get the placebo effect of it. And that's enough. And you want to avoid that. Um, yeah, the image reconstruction stuff, that stuff is just kind of happening no matter what. Even if it, you don't have it on on your GPU level, these games are have a lot of that stuff built in. It's just not as good as what's happening when it's what's on the GPU level. So you might as well use it. Yeah, and I, I think I mean I play a lot on handheld. That's like my gaming mostly is is handheld based. And like uh, whether it's uh, the Ally or the, or the Steam Deck, I'm I'm u- always using if I can some sort of uh, upscaling technology. Yeah, just to absolutely. Get a little better performance or save a little bit more battery life. So and it, it'll definitely be a huge thing for those devices. I really do believe it'll be a big thing for for the Switch follow up. I think they're again, I like Nvidia's got all these features. They are going yeah. to offer it up on a platter to Nintendo and say you should use all of these for your next thing. Uh, so yeah, I expect that to be a and also that that serves Nvidia's end of getting more developers used to implementing this stuff. So then it just shows up on PC by default because they're already doing that work for any third-party game they're putting on, on Switch, which, you know, that's not a one-to-one, but it's going to help them in their their long-term goals. Yeah, I, I was just staring at the Tegra Wikipedia page yesterday and looking at the, you know, previous models. I mean, they've, yeah. been, putting te- they've been putting Tensor Cores in Tegras since 2019 or something. Yep. So it seems like a pretty safe bet there will be some form of that stuff on the yes, next one. definitely. Well, I... Sorry, I don't want to go too far down that 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 road. But no, no, no. I, I, I've I've always thought, why why not have some sort of uh, built-in upscaling in in the dock itself? Hey, when you're in portable mode, you play this way, and then when you plug it in, the the upscaling happens in some sort of small processing in the dock itself to to go on your 4K TV. Do you think that's something they could? I think it's something they don't want to. Uh, I think Nintendo thinks that that would be complicated and um, cause more work for developers. Mm. And I think they want to make sure that their system is very easy to develop for. I think that's been a priority for a couple of generations now. But if Nvidia can sell it to Nintendo in such a way that's like, no, this is very simple. This stuff just works. Maybe they would buy into it. Mm. Um, I, I think the thing I would add to that is that the the emotional or philosophical pitch to consumers of the switch since day one has been hey your games anywhere you go like you come home you yep. play it on your tv you pick it up it's the same game you walk out the door with it it's the same 
game on an airplane or across the country, anything, anything they do to like very visibly segment that experience out where it's like, Hey, it's way better at home than it is out there on a handheld. Like if they can do it transparently, sure. But anything, anything that makes people feel like, Oh, I'm getting a lesser experience. If I pick this up and walk away with it, I think is probably a no go for them. Yeah. And that's like very key for Pokemon specifically a game that, uh, always a handheld game and uh they haven't really figured out the hd generation stuff yet but uh, uh they are uh that that game needs to sort of be the same thing on handheld as it is on the tv because it's such an important game for them and so i think they would if suddenly that game looked okay on home but but on portable the way the pokemon's meant to be played in a lot of a lot of developers minds it's kind of crappy that's going to be a, a real problem for them yeah, yeah. I guess I, I've I've used a couple solutions where where it's a uh, a little HDMI adapter that sits between the dock and the TV to to try to uh, uh, one one of them was a M M, oh, M Classic. Yeah. Yes, the uh, M Classic. I have yeah. that. It's not bad. Well, I the, there there was another one too. Oh man, I can't remember the name of it. That that actually is it from the same company. Uh, the the mm, yeah. no, I can't remember. I, I can't. The, but that that one actually worked a little bit better. Uh, but I mean, it's still like, I mean, you know, just, it's just, oh, it's got a, just a little bit more anti-aliasing. Yeah. Mar- Marseille? Mar- Marseille? Marseille? No, that, that's the same company, but uh, th- this was a different company. This that, was a different company. Yeah, okay. Uh, All right. Okay. I remember. Yes. But, uh, but, and then on the other side of it too, I'm kind of a, a, a GPU pervert or eGPU pervert. And like, uh, and I mean, I like side note of, of how much it costs being able to plug an ROG ally into the, uh, XG mobile. <laughs> just feels like cheating because then i'm like oh okay well in call of duty i was getting 90 frames a second now i'm getting uh, 180 frames per second and i'm yep. ship with support for that Out yeah yeah wow. so the, the 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 port on the top is the proprietary uh port to plug the xg mobile into uh and it, it works with all three of them i mean i i don't have my hands on the 4090 version but i have the the previous two ones and like it it it's crazy it, it it feel it feels like wow this this could be I could like this feels like a Switch Pro like hey yeah. in handheld mode man I I've got great power I I can play all my games oh I want to plug it into the TV plug it into the the XG Mobile go to the TV and get even more power like it's it's nuts <laughs> like the, yeah. the price is whatever like I, like I know a lot of people are like that doesn't make any sense but like the the dream the idea of it uh, yes it doesn't make sense I, now but there is a world in which. Maybe that's where the way most people are are, are interacting with PC gaming, with the, their handheld that goes with them when they need it. And if they want to just play on the couch, it works just fine. But when it's time for that real gaming, you plug in this dock and the dock is, is an eGPU. Like I could totally see that being something that one of these one of these companies actually cracks. It'll be it'll be difficult because it will be expensive for a while. But if someone can make it cost effective, I, I think it's something that could happen. Yeah, and like I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be honest here. I, I did have a hot second where I was like, oh man, because I, I have, I have a, a, a gaming PC, uh, for, for my TV specifically, and I'm like, man, what, what if, what if I don't even have that? What if I just have the XG mobile there and I just plug it in? And I was like, mm. Mm. I was like, I was like, mm, nah, oh, it's still not as powerful enough. Uh, <laughs> so I'm, I'll just continue it. But I and I have both anyway. No substitute for a giant box sitting on the floor. <laughs> it's not that it's it's only ten ten and a half liters, uh, Brad. Very very small, very small box. Yeah. I got uh, the uh, NCXT one that catches on fire or whatever. Oh, the H one. Yeah, right there. Hey, yeah. there it is. Uh, yep, ready to go. Did did you replace the 
the riser card or, or the riser I, I, the cable, I've got or? it sitting there ready to replace for about a year now. <laughs> I haven't done it. <laughs> so, Playing yeah. with fire, man. Uh, you know, it seemed fine. I think uh, Ooh, big year for computers catching on fire. Yeah, huh? let's go. But now <laughs> everybody, they listen, everybody's now, now, in on it. Yeah, now now that I've uh, I've seen Brad's plight, I'll go. His was not a computer, but I'll uh, I'll go ahead and fix that now. Make sure I'm well, safe over here. Yeah, well, and and AMD also had their emulating CPU thing two months ago. Yeah, that's right. God, yeah, man, yes. nonstop. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, uh, so the last thing I kind of want to talk about when it comes to PC gaming is a interesting little article. We we actually uh, had covered it on PC World, but um, Stadia is back. What? Uh, yeah, you, you uh, Google somehow Stadia has returned. Stadia has risen from the dead. Who was it? Phil Harrison uh, was over there for he's back. I'm just kidding. No, he's not back. Uh, <laughs> Don't scare me like that. <laughs> Phil Harrison is back. No, uh, and they have this thing. Oh man, I, I forgot the, the name of it already. YouTube playables, is yes, it? YouTube playables. Yes. So, streaming, but essentially, it's still streaming video games through a browser. Uh, kind of like Stadia, but but uh, but more on the YouTube platform. Um, real quick before we get into the details of this, uh, Jeff, what are your thoughts on on game streaming services? You got GeForce Now. You got, uh, I mean, you had Stadia, Amazon Luna, um, the uh, uh, Xbox X Cloud. Yeah, X, X Cloud. Yeah, sure. Yeah, the Gaikai before PS Now. Yep. Um, on yeah, I. Uh, yeah, on live. I I used on. I yeah. had an on live press account uh, oh. in the early days. That was pretty did, wild. Did you ever get the little box? I uh, uh, I think they sent me the little box, but I never oh, okay. I, I never, I never got really to see one of those. used it. Yes, it was. It's, I might have it back there somewhere. Oh, but uh, collectors. Uh, yeah, exactly. It's um. I I I think that cloud gaming is clearly something that is a value add. It's something that is uh, useful in certain circumstances. It's something that I. During the pandemic, I was recommending to people, like I said earlier, hey, if uh, a, P a new PC is too expensive, use what you have, collect to connect to GeForce Now, play games that way. Uh, it it's completely viable. Um, I, I, It's not something, it's never my first go-to. I'm never, I usually never come out of the experience being like, that was flawless. It's usually good enough. I think Stadia was better than good enough in a lot of circumstances, um, but we 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 have come become so used to having the hardware under our, t our TVs and under our monitors that uh, it's gonna it's it, and we see we see this with like Game Pass and this is not necessarily just a cloud thing but like even like changing the way that people uh, purchase their games or acquire their games some people were like jump on, jumped on board but it hasn't been like movies or music where it's like everyone's completely abandoning the old models right away and everyone no one's gonna buy a game ever again just like no one's buying music or movies ever again. Uh, it, it, it's not like that. We uh, have this so much momentum of playing games one way, and most of that stuff stuff is going to stick around and not go anywhere. And so I think cloud gaming is going to have to make a case that's much stronger than the one it's making so far, which is it's just like what you're already doing. Well, I'm already doing that. So uh, <laughs> what else can it do? Um, I, I I am. I think it was fine to have Stadia. Uh, I think the the market the 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 way that they marketed it, the way that the the business model worked, was com a complete uh, clown show. They really didn't know what they were doing with that stuff. But I like the technology. Uh, I just don't have much use for it, and I think most people feel that way. Yeah, Brad, do you, is streaming games ever entered your your lifestyle? It would never be my first choice ever. Do you do you know I anyone am... who you would recommend it to? Yes, 
but not yet i guess i would say like conceptually yes but but practically we're not there yet like i I've, I, I apologize. I've been using this exact example for like five years now and it still hasn't come to pass. But like, like my brother-in-law is an example of somebody who basically plays Grand Theft Auto and that's it. Like he's not, he is not a habitual video game player. He just loves those games and has flat out told me, you know, like, yes, I bought, I'd always just buy the newest PlayStation just to play Grand Theft Auto <laughs> and that's it, you know, and he's like the perfect candidate for what if he could buy a streaming version of that game through an app on his television and just connect a controller he already has to it and play it that way and never have to buy another console again. Right. But both in terms of business and I guess also tech is maybe not quite there yet or, or, you know, everybody's still figuring out like what's available on GeForce now. Like what can I get on X cloud? Like how much do I need to pay for the 4090 version? Like, I guess we're getting there on that stuff, but it still doesn't feel like we're at the point where I can tell him like, Hey, don't buy a PS five. You can just play this stream from some server now. Um, yeah, it is getting a lot better on the tech end. It's getting way better though. Yeah, I am, I am way less like I, I find it way less like gross than I did ten years ago when the idea was first proposed. Um, as as video codecs and like protocols for input get way way better and lower latency and higher quality, like we're definitely going to get to a good enough point that I think we're not quite there yet. But like at some point, it is going to be good enough. I think for most stuff. Yeah, for, obviously, like fighting games and stuff like that, you're always going to want to want to play locally. But well, I I know for for me, I've I found myself using it in two separate scenarios, but I still don't use it a ton. Uh, so one of them is is GeForce Now. I like that it's like, oh, this is just your games, uh, you, your Steam games, your yeah. you know, ep- Epic games, whatever. You you log into those services, we serve up those games. The downside there is that like sometimes I'll check it and be like, oh oh, you know what, I want to play this game. Ah oh, crap! It's not on there. Uh, so that that's not supported. Boring. Yeah, yeah. The, the... And 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 I think really like the whole idea of of running software is a it's it's somewhat a savvy person's entertainment medium. Of uh, there's a lot, especially on PC. Like you're gonna have to come in there and and kind of meet it on its own terms. And there there's a lot of value to that. Like you get a lot out of it if you're willing to uh, meet PC gaming where it's at. Uh, and a lot of that comes down to like mods, things like 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 that, like that, that mm-hmm. people are like really like having control of. Um, and I, you know, that is not ever going to be the wider market. The wider market is who is who cloud is for. But right now, these companies do feel like they are trying to shift the existing market over to cloud. And we're like, wait, I've spent all this time learning how to do this stuff, learning how to how to play games the way that I want to, and and loving that freedom. And I'm not gonna, I'm not willing to give that up. And I think that's that's where we're at with a lot of this. Yeah, so the, the the use case that that I found for me is actually on handheld devices, uh, and specifically Windows. Like the so the the Steam one, I know you can get XCloud kind of in in the Edge browser, or whatever. Yeah. But it wasn't until I got my first Windows based one, which was an A OK Zoe A one, um, and the like being able to use GeForce Now. I the the first game I played uh you know a handful hours and probably like four hours maybe was um what what was that that russian bioshock one that was like oh, uh, um atomic heart yes atomic yes. heart i was like okay well this isn't gonna play on this handheld that that, that i'm running but i want to i want to see it i want to play the bells and whistles i actually played a number of hours on that and the experience was great i mean luckily 
for me, I have I have fiber internet connection. I have a Wi-Fi 6E router. I've got the you know the the, the perfect scenario for that. But doing it on my handheld device, uh, streaming it that way was like, oh okay, well that that actually worked. The the other use case for me was uh, Xbox Game Pass. Uh, I had a problem where uh, I had Yakuza 8. I had start uh, like a dragon. I had started it on Xbox. And I was like, "Oh, cool! Uh, you know, I want to keep playing it, but I, I, I have a hard time playing RPGs on on a console, like on a, on a TV. I, I like handheld. Yeah. I like doing it handheld. And then I bought the Steam version, thinking that that the cloud saves that had cloud saves. It it has cloud saves, but not connected to the Xbox One. So I was like, "Well, crap!" Right. Uh, so then I was able to load up Xbox Game Pass on my handheld device and play the the stream version. I mean, I could have downloaded it locally, but uh, I, I just played the stream version and was like, oh, okay, well, na- now at least I have the, the same saves as the Xbox Game Pass stuff and it's it successful over there. So those are the two times where I was like, oh, cool, that I'm glad I have that streaming option. But then again, it's also, once again, I have the, the perfect internet scenario set up and I already have a, you know, it, it, it was because of the expensive handheld device <laughs> that I had. So. Yeah, I think that makes a ton of sense, though. It's, it's definitely something that, um, yeah, Right now, I'm trying to do it locally, trying to stream um, uh, Final Fantasy 16 to my Steam Deck and getting that set up is a bit of pain. Uh, I wish it would just work. But if I could just you know, stream that from the PlayStation Cloud, wh- whatever, to my Steam Deck, I would, I would love that. That'd be fantastic. I would 100% take advantage of that. Hey, well, m- maybe with that new, what, what are they calling it? The new... Uh... Does that have yes. a name? The Project Q? Project Q. Pro- Project, yes, Project Q. Uh, it, it's I, just going to my... be streaming only. Right. And it's, I think it's local only too. Yeah. That's a, like not even cloud stuff, just from your local system. And you can't even stream it from your system if you're outside your own Wi Fi network. It's bizarre. I'm still going to get it though. I would love that. I bet, so it, has that's a, just I bet it has a really nice screen. And there's it has people a really who, nice screen. Yep. Love, love that controller. So, yep. Uh, weird, uh, weird battery think, life though yeah. for something that's just streaming like an hour and a half or two hours. Like that's just crazy. Yeah. Uh, well, we, we had a, a question uh, from a uh, friend of the show, Wasm Guy, asking uh, w- which has worse latency, cloud gaming or frame generation? That's, huh. a, that's, that's a good an question. interesting question. I don't know. It probably depends. I, I think most of the time, I think cloud gaming has worse, uh, but it's, yeah, I, think, I, I, I bet a lot of times on Stadia, you probably could have had a situation where frame generation was worse. Stadia was very good in terms of tech. Yeah, I, I would say if if anything, like, frame generation is is a constant variable yeah usually uh and the cloud cloud stuff the times that i've had it it's been like like packet drops you know what i mean so it's 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 like a uh like a like a oh hey it, it kind of snapped out it, yeah. it wasn't it wasn't Inputs like a constant getting eaten thing. and stuff yeah, like yeah. that yeah so uh I, I i feel like i don't know which one i would prefer over i guess huh. that's a good question Good question. You, you stumped us. You stumped <laughs> mm-hmm. us. Uh, Gordon would say uh, it doesn't matter. Go get a go get a, a graphics card. <laughs> that, that is that is a question for an enterprising YouTuber to test very rigorously. Yep. There you answer. go. Right. Right. Uh, yeah. So uh, our, our, our last thing uh, in terms of playing games on the PC, is there anything in 2023? Anything else you'd be excited for other than Starfield? And yeah, it's it, it feels like such a lazy answer to say Starfield, but that's really the big one. I mean, largely because of the console performance thing. It's like, hey, that game looks like it might be. I, I don't want to say special. I, well, I mean, what I'm always gonna say is like the scope of that game looks so unusually big. You know, it's like this. I'm not gonna say it's like a once in a generation game or whatever. You know, I don't want to No Man's Sky it like hype it up too much, but it's like, hey, this 
seems like a pretty impressive package if they pull off what they're pitching. I really want to play that in the best possible way, and clearly that's going to be on the PC uh, in this instance. So, like, that actually is, like, my my big answer. Like, what else is going on this year? Um, oh, you actually, sorry, I don't, don't want me to talk too much, but uh, the Cyberpunk Phantom Liberty release, because I oh, yeah. I never played 2077 because it was such a mess when it came out, and by the time they had fixed it, I was just on to other stuff. Um, Jeff, did you see that at at Summer Game Fest? Like, I understand that that DLC is actually going to kind of like pretty significantly remake the entire like the base game as well. Yeah, I didn't I didn't see it. Uh, someone else from the team saw it. Uh, I think Lucy and Tam both saw it, and they. Okay. We're very impressed. Uh, everyone who I talk, who I spoke to who saw it said it's one of their most anticipated releases of the year. Yeah, uh, like it is meant to completely remake it. And then that, so there's an update. It's like a, uh, you know, a World of Warcraft sort of patch, right? Where there's a patch that's free and it's going to fix a lot of stuff and make the cops actually behave in a way that makes the game fun. And then on top of that, there's all this content that you can purchase that is going to be like this whole new thing for the game. And it sounds pretty promising. This, they've also like reworked leveling and things yeah, like that. It's like, a ton of, it's like, like the skill tree has been redone. Completely. Yeah, I mean, it, like it feels the like AI. the game is here. It feels yeah. like that's where we're at now. The game is actually here now. So, so, so that being the case and having not played that game uh, and having this path racing update out, which actually runs quite playably on a 4090, that is absolutely a game that like, if it were not for the existence of the path racing mode, I might just be like, oh, I'll just plop on the couch and play it on the Xbox. But I will absolutely play that on the PC to play it with with the path tracing. Yeah, for uh, for me, it's uh, yeah. I mean, obviously Starfield. Uh, I will check out Cyberpunk for sure. Um, but it's it's always early access stuff, stuff that I can like uh, get excited about and test around and see what's happening, see how things are changing. Uh, Shadows of Doubt is is continues to be like my go to. Oh my god, this game was made for me. It's that. Um, voxel-based uh, detective game that is you know, procedurally generated and uh, all, all the all the, like the murder mysteries you investigate are procedurally generated there, but it's a fully living, breathing world where you can go into any room and, and there's uh, the fingerprints everywhere and you can scan each fingerprint and just determine who it belongs to and you're finding evidence about uh, like, oh, you, hey, you went to go here and buy a gun. You need a piece for tonight. And you get a name of a place and you have to go look that up in the yellow pages and then you go find that place and you talk to people there and uh, the fact that that game is already so well put together in terms of uh, creating that detective experience, and yet it's still in early access, it's so exciting to me because it's like I know that this team is just going to get so many more ideas and they're just going to keep adding stuff. Um, and that's for me, that is what sets PC gaming apart. It is um, the place where the next thing happens uh, for as much money as Xbox is going to spend on acquiring big companies and for uh, as much money that PlayStation is going to spend on making its big games. We saw like $220 million for uh, God of War and $220 million for uh, Horizon Forbidden West. Um, that's great. I love that, the, that there's these big budget games. I'm more excited about what's the next game that's going to come out of nowhere and surprise everybody. And mm-hmm. it's 1000% going to come from PC and probably from early access on Steam. And so, yeah, that's always kind of what I'm keeping my eye on. And yeah, Shadows of Doubt's the one for me right the, now. The next Vampire Survivor. Next Vampire Survivor, <laughs> next Minecraft, all, all that stuff. It's going to happen over on PC. So, well, yeah. It was funny that I, I just saw that it, it was announced or launched on Switch, Vampire Survivors. And I was just like, right. oh, that's not out over there? Oh, wow. Okay. No, They're, that's right. Man, people, yeah, are, but, people are going to love it. <laughs> uh, Baldur's Gate 3 is another one I'm looking forward to. Uh, uh, I think there's an event happening soon. We're going to hear more about that. But it's, uh, yeah, that game's coming. I'm looking forward to that as well. 
Nice. All right. Uh, let's move over to some Q and A. But before we get out of here, uh, the first question was from earlier in the show. Uh, oh, if you if you want to get your question in, uh, please uh, at PC World in the channel. It's the easiest way to see it. Or if you're watching or listening to this later, go over to uh, the Discord. We have a link in the description uh, to our Discord channel. Find folks over there. Come hang out. Uh, ask a question in the full nerd questions section, and uh, hopefully I'll get to it on the show. Or Gordon will when when he gets back. Um, first one is from earlier in the show. Uh, Kaizen had asked, which is good, the RTX 3060 or ARC A750 in terms of video editing? Uh, Jeff, how, how much editing do you do for the, the videos uh, you do over at Giant Bomb? A little bit. I do a lot of live streaming and stuff like that. But for video editing, I think um, they're they're both going to be pretty good. I, usually, I... I I go with NVIDIA for the NVENC um, stuff. That's o- always beneficial. But it, it, Intel's got pretty good stuff when it comes to uh, uh, video codecs and stuff. But yeah, I, I, I don't think you can go wrong in either situation, really. Yeah, the uh, Brad, do you have a, an opinion on on should should somebody take the plunge on a yeah, I think, I think in, yeah, I think NVENC ink is 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 best in class in terms of quality for for hardware encoding. I think the the Arc cards use the same QuickSync that's on modern Intel CPUs, which is also like not bad. Not bad, but it's yeah. not. I don't think it's quite up. It's not up to the level of NVIDIA. The the thing I was going to say though is, didn't they just retire the A770 like a week ago? Didn't I see that they're like, they're or did I read too much into those headlines? They're not like totally. So the, killing that generation off. The limited edition cards. Oh, is that what it was? Have okay. reached the limited part of I the see. edition. <laughs> okay. So, and <laughs> actually, uh, Keith, Keith, and I noticed this. We were talking about content uh, three three weeks ago that both on on Amazon and Newegg you couldn't get limited edition cards anymore. It was just the third party cards. So third party cards are still out there. Who knows how much inventory is going to be out? But yeah, I mean, th- for the most part, you know, it th- it's definitely definitely getting towards the end. Uh, yeah, but it, it wasn't yeah, official. Right. Like, hey, it's 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 over. We're not selling anymore. Okay, uh, okay. Yeah. yeah, I, I yeah. still for support. I would. I mean, yeah. And then, and then as in the chat, they're saying it depends on like, what, what if you're using DaVinci Resolve. You want more VRAM, uh, but I still I don't know. You, you can use AV1 plugins on like Premiere and stuff like that. So I would go with NVENC and go and stick with that NVIDIA support because you know it's going to be supported a little bit longer than yeah. what Intel is going to be supported, at least for now. And I, I've given this answer before, too. It, there's a difference between video editing if you're doing it just casually and having fun or if, if you if rely on it for, for work. If you're relying on it for work, then then yes, I, I, I believe the, the 3060 would be the way to go because it's it's reliable. It, it you know, NVIDIA has paid the money to get the support in all the major applications uh yep. and, and so like that's especially if you're going to use it for work i'd say go that way if you're a tinkerer and and you're like hey you know what i, I kind of want to try this intel stuff uh you know try it out it, it will work fine for sure but like yeah yeah no reason to not get it i i, I guess is a better way to say it like yeah you're not going to be screwed yeah. No, right no, 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 yeah no. Uh, yeah so yeah I, anyway, um, good question though. Uh, another question from oh no, I'm going to save that for the the very last question. Uh, oh, he, here's a good one. Uh, Liquid R, uh, with how heavy with how heavy top of the line graphics cards are getting due to huge consoles, should case manufacturers start making premium cases designed to be uh, GPU in a hor- horizontal position to it's- alleviate stress on the PCI slots? Brad, I know you have an opinion on this. Something, something I've talked to some people on the TechPod server about recently <laughs> that the, like, it's probably time for some more standardized alternative graphics card mounting option, considering that 
I've basically got a jack in my computer under this 4090 holding it up. Yeah. Sagging. Um, which, uh, sorry, real quick, I, Jeff, which model do you have of a 4090? Uh, is it, it's, uh, I can't remember. I'd have to check, uh, I'd have to look in there, but, uh, it's, but it's, it's not EVGA. I know that much. Yeah, yeah, so. Uh, <laughs> it's big. Yeah, though. definitely. Yes. Um, but it, I, I, I was just saying, I have a, an, another PC case that had one of those, like basically jacks built in like a little arm that would come up and hold the GPU up. And I'm like, I wish I had that for this 4090, but I'm going to check now. I'm curious. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Go ahead. Keep going, Brad. What, what, oh, what are your um, thoughts? I, I don't know. I've been staring at, AT, at the ATX spec a little bit recently and realizing that we're coming up on 30 years of that <laughs> and thinking like, you know, maybe it's just like time for the next form factor in PCs. Oh, wait, what, when is like, the when is the 30th anniversary? Uh, it was around when it was like early 95 is when ATX was. No, was... I mean, like, like, was there a month? Is there a month? Uh, I'm only gosh. saying this because Gordon would love to do a 30th anniversary special. <laughs> I'd, have to, I'd have to look. I'd, I want to say it was like right before Windows 95 shipped, which was in like August. So it was probably first half of 95 or something. Oh, maybe we missed it. Oh, um, it. Like, you know, like Intel themselves tried to replace ATX like eight, 10 years later and failed to do so. Right. So yeah. it's not Gordon like, loves to bring up BTX too. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. poor, poor BTX. Like, like it's not, it's not like Intel themselves have not tried to move on from ATX and yet here we still are. So like, the way the way graphics cards in particular are getting bigger, but like cooling needs are all over the place. Like I, I don't know. I wonder if it's time for a more fundamental rethink of how PCs are laid out and assembled. You know, we we, we kind of talked about this in the uh, discussions around Computex because one of one of the trends that we noticed when when we were on the ground was that there there's this new effort right now to to hide cables. Right, you you have the the reverse uh, connectors on the motherboard. Uh, uh, Asus had a uh, a concept GPU that actually pulled uh, power through a, a proprietary slot on the motherboard itself, so that didn't have any any cables. Uh, so, sure, while it's not a rethinking of the full ATX spec, it feels like people are 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 looking to try out new things with 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 motherboard with case design. That's like, hey, you know what? Could could we make this better? So I mean I, I and and then especially because of this like these huge GPUs I mean I don't I don't think they're gonna get smaller again all the, you know, like I I think a lot of these big GPUs are, are here to stay uh, and then I mean there was the leaks of the uh, what the new forty ninety Ti's I think is what they're they're calling them I mean, that that thing looks a bit thick so <laughs> did I see it's rumored to be a four slot card yes did yeah I, that that yeah, is the what? some some let's in, go in, yeah. so oh man so yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I think, I think it would be fun to, to mess around with that. I also feel like that's something that I haven't had to worry about on my small form factor case. Cause that's already vertical. Uh, so, you know, maybe it's mm -hmm. time to build a small form factor. Maybe, maybe it is time for the classic desktop case to come back. Just, you know, the... <laughs> oh yeah. Under the monitor. Yeah. The pizza box. Yeah. yeah let's go. Yeah. yeah so, except it would be more like eight pizza boxes stacked uh -huh. together in, in this area. Of the desk. Your monitor is like up here. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah uh yeah oh, hopefully i i know what gordon would say gordon would definitely go on a rant about atx so uh i might, I might bring that one up again later uh, you guys you guys do an atx episode i would i'm gonna throw my hat in the ring oh no, no definitely guess. i will happily come oh, back for we that. should we should um i i keep forgetting i do have some uh uh super chats to get to my, my friend of the show mike quinton gave us 20 dollars. thank you so much said uh if you can afford a 4090 you can afford to support brad uh, Brad's GoFundMe. So yes, there's a a, a GoFundMe for Brad uh, in the description. Go go support Brad. You're right. Uh, it and, doesn't matter if you have 4090, 
4060 or even a 1080, you know, 1080 Ti. Yeah. You know, any, yeah. Anything will help. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then a friend of the show, uh, Denevera1G1, gives a $20 Super Chat as well. Thank you so much. Said, uh, depending on uh, viewpoint, the 10 series is where they where NVIDIA wasn't afraid of AMD, with AMD's 80-class card uh, only competing with the NVIDIA's 60-class, not even bothering to launch a 600-millimeter uh, ti class renaming entire stack similar to the 40 series so yeah i, I think that's where the, yeah they sent that earlier yeah. with the nvidia stuff so yeah and nvidia definitely got uh it was during most of the 10 that's when the 1080 ti did come out it was like nvidia was worried and then whatever i can't remember what amd did at the time it was like actually not that threatening and they were like man we put out this 1080 ti for no reason and we really regret that and everyone was like this is a party this thing rules so yeah <laughs> uh just trying to chase that high again um, yeah man well, i don't think we'll ever get it again <laughs> yeah uh friend of the show roving cycles gave us uh five canadian dollars wow uh go canada oh you know i guess i should i should announce officially uh the the pc world crew will be at at uh ltx hey. 2023 oh, fantastic so first time I'll, I'll be in vancouver uh it's gonna be fun we're, we're gonna be uh streaming for for most of saturday and sunday more more details later as, as we figure them out yes, but, but i'm going to make sure that uh, adam eats some poutine gordon's the one who's never had poutine <laughs> oh man so yeah Missing we, out. we need to, to open his mouth and, and put it right in there uh <laughs> but uh sorry every time poutine comes up i'm just gonna i keep remembering uh when i was we were in little, little tokyo in la for sgf and i had a japanese poutine which is just japanese curry on fries Ooh. with cheese and stuff and it was very very good yes very good wow, okay yes. good oh good that, that sounds very good, good. That, japanese curry yes. sounds good Dang. yes Based, yeah. oh, uh, anyway, their their super chat is uh, if Austin Evans fires any example, Brad Charkis will have a media empire in a few years. Uh, I'm not familiar with that Austin Evans example, uh, but yes, Brad is definitely going to take over the world. Uh, this is oh, yeah. this is just his uh, his his uh, beginning story. Uh, That's right. His his intro. Whatever. It's called action. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, a couple more here from um, the Discord, and then we'll get out of here. Uh, Champ. 8007 console smasher uh cool name uh what are some free some good free video editing software on windows for beginners i'm looking to start a youtube youtube channel so i don't want watermarks or things like that i don't need super advanced features but a simple to learn interface would be nice uh, you just got to go to davinci resolve right you just gotta you just gotta learn it uh yeah that's definitely a good one uh, Brad, have you have you messed around with anything free? Any any open source video editing no, apps? I feel like you would know. There's there there are a couple of nonlinear editors in open source that are not. I, I think they're probably fine, but I think DaVinci is probably the go-to. Yeah, there. there's so much support. There's so many YouTube videos. They're going to teach you how to do it. Yeah. Uh, it's the it's everyone's moving from DaVinci Resolve from Premiere. Uh, you can set it up to like to work like Premiere if you have any experience with that. Uh, DaVinci Resolve. It's just it's the thing to learn right now. Mm. Uh, Willis, have you have you in your days heard of any free video editing apps? In my days, I mean, those are probably I don't think anyone uses those anymore. But there was like, <laughs> what uh, was Vegas Pro free? I don't point? think I Vegas forgot. was free. No, <laughs> you can get it on sale on the Steam sale every once in a while. I remember doing that a couple times. Oh, true. Yeah, oh, they well, did sell when I had a well, when I had a Mac back in the day. Oh, so back in the college days, iMovie was was it? But you know, like we're we're all PC here now. So, hey, you know. I I learned on iMovie. Uh, I I would actually say the equivalent to iMovie mm -hmm. would uh, would be ClipChamp. Uh, oh, yeah, so, yeah, ClipChamp is yeah. built into Windows. Uh, Mark Hawkman 
uh, has used it extensively. We actually, he actually did a video on it where he he actually shot all the video and then edited the video on Clipchamp and we uploaded it to the YouTube uh, channel. Like it, it, if you're not looking for advanced features and and something like DaVinci Resolve scares you and and you don't want to put it time in, uh, Clipchamp is probably the easiest. I can't say how easy and like where you're going to hit that ceiling. But I mean, at least it's free and, and it is built in. Uh, so maybe give that a try. And if you're like, eh, you know what? Uh, like, I, I'm not doing the things I want to be able to do. Like, yeah, yeah. I, it is. I think I, I like Clipchamp. I've used it. It's, oh, you uh, have? Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. I was, I was curious about it when Microsoft acquired it, whatever it was, however that went down. I was mm -hmm. like, oh, I want to look and see what they're doing to kind of be their iMovie. It is just, you never know when something like that's going to stop getting supported, stop getting updates, stop uh, uh, being relevant for what you need. Like it doesn't do what you need. It's like it, it really is worth it to learn something that you know is going to be supported for a long time, which is why my point to resolve. Okay. Uh, two more questions that are, that are kind of fun. Friend of the show, VC Jester had asked, uh, what's the first arcade game that you remember seeing as a kid? You know, the one you didn't have quarters for, so you just hit the buttons and watch the demo screen. Oh, like first ever, <laughs> like literally first arcade machine ever, uh, or 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 the one you remember, the or, first remember, the one being like, oh wow, it's an arcade game. Gosh, um, you know, like I, the, the first the first one I can like call a visual to mind of, like actually remember being there was seeing Double Dragon in the bowling alley for the first time. Oh sure, yeah, like was a huge one. Like I definitely had played arcade games prior to that. Because I'm very yeah. old, <laughs> but uh, but Double Dragon was the first like, and definitely the first side-scrolling beat 'em up I had ever seen, and was just like, holy, God, what is this? What is this? This looks like a video game for dirtbags. This looks dangerous. <laughs> like, what is going on here? <laughs> it's like teaching you violence. It's like a violence yes. simulator to run around the uh, streets and hit people. I can I can vaguely remember Galaga at my uh, grandpa's bar that he would take us to when I was like very young and had to just sit there and do nothing except for occasionally giving money for it. Uh, but the one like the one that like I can I can like physically place in a it, like would see it and can walk up to it in my mind's eye is definitely Street Fighter Two at the roller rink. Um, obviously, been playing I played a bunch of arcade games before that, but that Street Fighter Two machine at the roller rink I could definitely remember. Dang, nice. What about you? You know I I. I have a horrible memory just in general anyway. So I, I, I w I've been racking my brain ever since uh, they, they put that question in there. It was a couple of weeks ago or no, I guess a week ago. And yeah, I, I actually can't remember. But the, the, the vaguest memory that I can think of, of of seeing an arcade cabinet was on base. Uh, my, my dad was in Air Force, so we, we'd go on base and uh, I can't remember. It was at the PX or something like that. There was was like a, an arcade cabinet and just yeah going up and just like hitting the buttons and being like what does this, yeah. what does this thing do i don't, I don't remember uh so I, I don't remember what it was specifically but yeah what uh, was what's the first one you saw in someone's house the first one i saw in someone's house my uh, friend's dad had the uh, nintendo play choice whatever 10 play choice thing where it had all play the games like super play choice 10 play choice 10 thank yeah. you yes super they, mario like brothers on there. the cabinet they had the in cabinet yes, in, wow. in his garage in his oh, garage like, yeah this recent or if this was back in the day i would be like man how much money do they have? The, uh yeah <laughs> they, they, they had a lot of toys definitely okay. uh, this this was about 15 years ago maybe longer than that now maybe actually maybe closer to 20 years wow. ago but yeah yeah I, I it, was, um, it was impressive i don't know if i've ever uh, let's see i'm trying to think when i saw somebody own an arcade machine for the first time i don't uh, i don't think i know anybody yeah, I, I got a couple of those, uh, those, uh, what are those, the knockoff arcade, ones, uh, arcade yeah, one up. Arc arcade yeah. one up. I got a couple, yeah. I got the Simpsons one and the uh, rampage one. Ooh, I nice. like them both. You're going to get yeah. that, that Pac-Man Lego. 
Uh, I, I, I want to get it all. I'll say that much. <laughs> I have always talked myself out of it. Build a mini arcade rink. Ooh, uh-huh. <laughs> that is nice. That is nice. Uh, good, good question, BC Jester. I like it. Uh, last question uh, from uh, earlier in the chat. Um, friend of the show, Tech Kev, said, what are, all, what, are, what are you all eating after the show? Hmm. Yeah. Or or, or are you going to eat? Uh, fun- about a ham sandwich. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> like so you're going to make, or are you going to go pick one up? I'll make it. Oh, you make it. Well, I can, I can smell dinner right now <laughs> and it smells, um, it's upstairs. It's right above me. Uh, it smells like pork based. So something along that, those lines and I'm all for it. Uh, whatever it is. So it smells like a stew maybe, but I doubt it's a stew. I don't think she's making a stew when it's like 80 degrees outside. So We'll see. I don't smell any pork in here, unfortunately. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, and it, 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 it's, I, they they asked that because usually I end the show being like, "Oh man, I'm super hungry. We got to get out of here." Well, uh, we actually, yeah. because we're streaming later in the day, we actually ate beforehand. So uh, fantastic. That will not stop me from eating after the show. But I'm, I'm not. <laughs> could, I, could I interest you in a second lunch? Oh yeah, yeah. nothing wrong with second lunch. A little snack, a little you know. Oh, you know, I'm sorry. One more, one more thing. Uh, so these these guai guai packs. Uh, uh, Willis, if you can show on the camera. Uh, so in 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 Taiwan, we got these. Oh yeah, yeah. In in Taiwan, uh, it's this little little customary pack. It's called a guai guai, uh, is what the translation is, and it's uh, like be good. So in in Taiwan, you you put this little pack uh, on a piece of of hardware to like if you want it to be good so supposedly like all, all of the all of the computer companies in taiwan like you'll just see these on on machines around the office and and things like that that you want to run well uh, just do what i do and scream at it yeah. <laughs> piece of crap but so in taiwan we we, we got gifted a, a a normal pack uh and then um we we also got this uh from from msi thank you thank you uh they they gave us this amd branded one and I was like, "Oh, ah. can, can you can you actually buy these?" And they're like, "Oh no, this was a special edition AMD branded one uh, that they were giving out at, at Computex. I, I don't know if it was for Computex or they just had it from something else." Anyway, uh, Willis was was kind enough to give our our coworker one of these <laughs> AMD branded ones, and he's like, "Oh, sweet! I'm I'll go I'll go eat this. Uh, I'll just go eat this. You know, uh, a little bit later." I was like. Hold up, dude. No, this is like a limited edition collectible bag. And the whole point of it is not to eat it. You're supposed to put it on something to make sure that it runs well. And this this guy wanted to just go eat. He just wanted to go eat it. Well, now we just got to make sure his uh, computer is running well or not once he opens the No, I'm going to steal it back from him. That's, you know, I, I tried to tell him. I was like, that's this is like, you know, this is, this is something special. Willis gave you something special and you're just going to go eat it. And he's like, well, but it's food. You're supposed to eat it. And I was like... Like man. Well, the, technically, I mean, they, these are perishable. So, uh, I mean, we can keep it for a while, but you know, if you do, no, you never eat it. eat it. That's what I've been told. You, you <laughs> never eat it. Yeah, maybe, never maybe look it's inside. Only, maybe it's only by resisting temptation that you receive the blessing of, of hardware that runs well. The guai guai. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, we, we just got a five dollar super chat from Denevera One G One again. Thank you so much. Said the ten AI ten eighty Ti was smaller than the GTX uh, nine eighty Ti. And around the size of a 2070, Nvidia has not uh, was not scared. 600 millimeter GP100 was never launched as GeForce. It's uh, not how they talked about it at the time, but fair enough. Yep. Um. Thank you. Anyway. Uh. And you know what? Thank you guys. Uh. For for coming, and not only filling in, but uh. Also now being a a friend of the show, Jeff Grubb. Uh, oh, I love it. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah. We're we're gonna have you on again. Definitely. Uh, Can't I know, wait. I know Brad wants to, wants to chat with you. 
Um, and uh, you wait, you don't live on the West Coast, right? Or... No, I live in Cleveland. I live in the Third Coast, and I'm very happy about it. Wow. Yes, okay. yes, Actually, got a, I didn't know that. Uh, we, we was in uh, Denver for about ten years, uh, and then we went to buy a home. So we're like, we got to get out of here. So uh, moved to Cleveland. Very happy with it. To Cleveland, yep. Uh, yep. and and Brad, always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. Actually, you know, oh, bef- before we go. Any any updates on on your system we we built here in the studio? I forgot to ask you that question. <laughs> going going well, all mostly pretty much all good news at this point. Um, but you did get something you're gonna you're gonna install. Yes, uh, the remember the the controversial choice of the graphite pad instead of the thermal paste. Uh huh. Already paying dividends because I already have a reason to pull that cooler off. And the air tower versus uh, liquid cooling. Yes, I, I did. You guys, I'm sure you talked in Octa. At Computex, unfortunately, probably. we did we didn't get a did chance. No, oh. uh, there were there was so they, much to see. They announced all kinds of stuff there, including this offset mounting bracket for the for their tower coolers, uh, for AM5. Uh, yeah, very interesting. I, I I'm yes. very curious for you to to put it on and 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 see how see how it works. Uh, just don't don't do it don't do it backwards. Yes. So <laughs> well, you can't see it here. Noctua is so good about like making everything as clear as possible because it comes in this oh, tiny box with there no instructions, no nothing. And I'm mm-hmm. like, hey, what if you need a reference? It, all the reference is etched into the metal. Oh my God, I really? You, can, you probably, I, I don't oh, think you can. look at that. It won't, hard it won't focus, it. but it straight up says like, it says north and south. It has arrows pointing which way the CPU should be wow. From, wow. oriented from the bracket. The, the holes are marked. This is the one that's offset. Seven millimeters is the one that's not. Like, no manual needed because it's all in the metal. And, and this is, um, and, and for, for those who don't know, this is for um, Ryzen 7000 chips. And yes. this offsets your tower cooler to get the the most coverage uh, over the, the two CCDs yes. that so are producing you, the most heat. If you look at a picture of the Ryzen 7000s with the heat spreader pulled off, the, the two CCDs are kind of right at the bottom of the package. So centering the tower cooler on the, on the heat spreader, you're not... Yeah, you're not you're not targeting the heat, the hotspot properly. Apparently, they they promise like or not promise, but they 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 say like one to three degrees Celsius reduction, which like it was five bucks. So it's like you know what, five bucks and like thirty minutes of work, like for for maybe up to three degrees. Like sure, I'll take it. Well, and you get to check out that that uh, that uh, graphite pad. Yes, yes. On more than anything, it's just very validating. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you get to check in on it. That's cool. That's pull that thing point. off. That's hey, fun. how you doing, buddy? I don't, I don't have yeah. to. I don't have to repaste that CPU. I just pull it off, stick it right back. Oh, that's the fun part. All right. Uh, Excited. And then uh, David asked, "Do you have to delid the CPU first? Uh, no. But no, do, do you want to? Not. I guess, Brad. No, I'm yeah. Definitely, I'm definitely <laughs> Deep down, you know he wants to. <laughs> I know you will do, Brad. People apparently have developed like a very reliable like dental floss technique for delitting. Uh, have you really? seen this? That, like I, you can not straight up floss. like you can like straight up floss the heat spreader off of a lot of stuff these days, which is wow. bizarre. Um, no, definitely, definitely not going to. But uh, I, actually, they announced Noctua did a collaboration with Der Bauer that they also announced Computex. It's a different mounting frame for delitted CPUs. It lowers, no it lowers way. the cooler. Oh, yes, they, you can wow. yeah, you can look it up in their announcements from Computex. Oh, straight I up, that. straight up lowers it enough to sit directly on the die. Wow. Uh, if you if you pulled your heat spreader off, right? Crazy times on PC hardware. Uh, and Boria Zero says, uh, and and I second this, Brad. Uh, make sure to to test before and after. Please yes. please come to us with numbers. Yeah, yeah. People want to know. Yeah, I'm I'm using no CCT now for for stress testing. Is that approved by the kind of PC hive mind? It seems like that's that's pretty popular these days for pushing CPUs, memory stuff like that. I I maybe Gordon would know. I yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. 
I, I don't know uh, specifically. I, I'm a I'm a Prime ninety five guy when I need to. Yeah, to I heat it up, but... Prime ninety five. Well, we don't need to get into it. I, Prime ninety five didn't push my CPU all the way. Like I couldn't get it oh, to really? go to one hundred percent. I don't know why. It oh. was like it was not even coming close to topping out at the high end of the temperature range. Huh. So, yeah. Hmm. Okay. Guess I haven't tried it on that. Uh. Oh yeah. And Bar- Boria Zero says they use OCCT. So. Yeah. Okay. I should try cool. to maybe maybe switch over to that too. Anyway, anyway, we got to get out of here. I'm not I'm not hungry. I just I just want to go. I, I let these fine uh, gentlemen go eat their pork and ham. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah. Th- thank thank you, Jeff. We'll definitely have you on again, Brad. Looking forward uh, to it. Oh, always a pleasure to have you, Brad. Um, Thanks for having me back. Yeah. No. Uh, good times. Uh, if if people want to want to go see and and listen to you, what should they do, Brad? Gosh, um, patreon.com slash nextlander, patreon.com slash techpod. Probably one the best places, yes, to find the stuff that I'm doing these days. I, I will say the the TechPod episode uh, where you had uh, Norman Chan on uh, talking about uh, VR was was awesome. Like that, that yeah, yeah. He, like I told Gordon, Gordon was like, oh, maybe we should have Norm on. And I was like, oh, we should definitely. But th- that was a that was a great podcast. Uh, if- I'll, I'll, I'll let him know that you liked it. Yeah, he, yeah, Norm, Norm is fantastic for hands on stuff for going super in depth with like he had third, like what do you have like 20 minutes with that thing or something? And we talked for 90 minutes. Oh, it was, like, a, it was he's, awesome. He's, yeah, yeah. He's, he's great at going in depth on stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, and, and Jeff, uh, if people want to go see your fine face uh, more often, which they should. Well, what, what what should people do? Yeah, just uh, giantbomb.com. Just come find us there. Uh, uh, and I have uh, the Game Mess Discord, and we do a lot of stuff uh, for Game Mess in the evenings, do a couple podcasts with a, a buddy and stuff like that. You can just go to gamemess.net, and they'll take you to the Discord, and you can find all that stuff there. It's a really cool community, uh, and you can hang out with us there. That'd be great. What What's your favorite tool to clean up the Game Mess with? Uh, I, I I just go in there and I just I just use my shoes and I start kicking stuff. I just kick it out the door. Get out of here. Just get that mess <laughs> yeah. out of here. Yeah, yeah. Just like treat even like if a it's broom, wet. Even sweep it's it. wet, yeah, especially wet if it's wet. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Get over on that that wet that wet, that wet mess. game mess. That yep. wet wet game Sop mess. Sopping wet game mess, folks. Come get your sopping wet game mess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, thanks everybody. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, catch us uh, next. No, actually. Mm. Next week's a short week. Uh, I've been chatting with with Elena. We might do a half nerd. Maybe. It's been a long time. So, yeah. <laughs> but if we did, it would be Wednesday uh, ish. So yeah. anyway, coming uh, back from Fourth uh, of July. Yeah, 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 we got a long weekend. Uh, check check the Discord. I'll I'll definitely update you if we have an episode next yeah. week or not. If not, we'll have an episode the week after that. I'm setting up a, another guest uh to to join us uh but yeah uh be sure to subscribe to us on all your podcast listening devices uh you know spotify stitcher uh whatever gordon says uh and be sure to leave us a review we haven't gotten a review lately every time you do uh jeff grubb uh grows his hair out and then cuts it again uh right. so yeah if you want that to happen please leave us Need a review video evidence i can provide it for you <laughs> yeah. uh and uh thank you to all, all the fine folks uh for 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 joining once again if if you do feel like you want to help out uh brad and and what he's going through uh check out the link uh in the description to help uh tell brad and the, there's a gofundme the all the all the money goes straight to him uh, so yeah, thanks everybody. And Willis is going to take us out of here. All right. Uh, thank you everyone for tuning in. Uh, thank you, uh, Brad and Jeff, uh, for coming on the show. Uh, and again, like, like Adam said, um, for Brad Chakas's, uh, um, GoFundMe page, it's, uh, it's in the link in the description below. Uh, you know, any donations, small or big is much appreciated. And, um, uh, in, and, uh, also just tweet them, uh, tweet them on, on Twitter, uh, show them some love, uh, um, mm-hmm. and, and support and yeah, uh, <laughs> 
and yeah, uh, you know, Brad, you know, we'll, uh, you know, we'll, yeah, we, yeah, well, we're, we're all here for for Brad. You know? Yeah, we're, we're here for, we're here for Brad. <laughs> yeah. Get 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 your life get back together back to, yeah. soon, yeah. real quick. <laughs> okay, all right. Thanks, everyone. We'll we'll catch you later. Thanks. Bye. Bye.